Oh, look, we're going. We're doing things. We're we're doing we're doing the thing. Are you are you ready for the thing? Yeah, I'm gonna introduce myself as Zion. Okay, let's do that. All right, here we go. Hi, what's up, Zion? You're looking different today. Yeah, Look I finally decided as an adult I should get more handsome. Oh, uh, okay, that's that's fair. You know, that's uh, I was gonna talk to you about that. You know. Yeah, I grew hair, got fat, and personally, I think I'm funnier, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have an ego. <laughs> Sorry, Zion. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, you know, you gained a little weight since the last time I saw you, Zion. A um, little bit. A little bit. Changed, it's changed a little bit. Just a tiny bit, guys. Uh, guys, if you guys don't know, uh, his name's not Zion. As you can read underneath, it says Vaughn Champion. And he's also the host of the Outer Hours podcast. And we're officially live chilling, my guy. So welcome to the podcast, man. What is up? Nothing, man. Uh, appreciate the introduction as being the host of the best podcast that quit on its listeners. It's been a real <laughs> pleasure to let all of you down. Um, it's, been, it's been real, real great. Build a loyal fan base. Be like, you know what? I'm done. Not gonna, no updates. Twitter's dead. Instagram doesn't exist. Website expired. And pretty much just like, fuck it. You know, not intentionally. It just kind of happened that way. Just kind of just kind of went down. It's kind of how it went down. Just one day I was like, I don't. I don't have time for this. <laughs> this is this is work. This is a lot of work. <laughs> I got more committed to not doing it than I did to actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> the balance tip. You're like, this is great. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, yeah, fuck all that. Sundays became free. No prep work. I didn't have to edit anything. I'm like, this is kind of fucking nice. This is nice, dude. Uh, so Lance Miss, thank you, man. Uh, let me first and foremost shout out a dude. Amen Nation, dude. Um, I've worked as a client of mine I've worked with. He's got an excellent, excellent, excellent fucking stream. Go check him out. And it's not because I set it up because he's sexy. So trust me, check it out. It's baller. Lansimus, what's going on? Turbo, how you doing? Turbo Sniper, thank you for the raid, my guy. Party of two, I see you in here. Big, what's up, dude? Everybody up in here, man. Appreciate you guys for being here. Uh, today, we don't have any fucking topic. We're chilling. Not a goddamn plan. Literally, the title is Fuego? Question mark? Kind of, not really. When you're um, on fire, you know. Yeah, you ready to start? All right, we're gonna start the podcast with this excellent video. Okay, just to give you an idea of what this podcast is gonna be. All right, I'm just warning the, you now. Some context for this, though. Here's, the first clip you're gonna see is the podcast how it goes with Leveled and Zion, and then when it transitions is what you get with me today. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. All right, here we go. Check this out. It's oh, it's it's something. This is uh, No Man's Sky gameplay. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Here I am, folks. Game <laughs> <laughs> hurt my soul so goddamn much, dude. Anyway, the next update, here's 2018, they do it again. This is the updated version. This is what they said was coming out in 2018. Here we go. It's just as bad. Oh. I'm fucking dying. Okay, this is what they said was coming out for No Man's Sky, 2018. It's got this nice piano music in the background. And then, it, yeah, that was the update. They actually, like, did a good job, apparently. 
Like, that's how it's supposed to look. But, dude, when No Man's Sky first came out, it was a fucking hot garbage mess. Like, hot garbage mess. So I feel like it's the template every company took. I think it was. Like, back when the game, like, those games are coming out. It was, like, when Rust started getting more popular, No Man's Sky was out. They had, like, BRs were getting more popular. So, like, open world shit was cool. I mean, it's a cool concept. It's literally a whole universe built. I mean, think about it. Like, crazy fucking game. It's an entire universe. But execution, not so I mean, good. It, to their defense, it was like a super small team. But also, like, how could you not have expected people to be pissed when you promised that and then it gave us a god awful game? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's that's I think that's the thing that fucked everybody. I remember who was the guy who was running the company? Who was like an? Uh, Sean Murray. Sean I think, Murray. I, I think that's his name, Sean Murray. He got flamed so hard. We have not heard a single word from him in four years. Yeah, I mean, he kept his mouth shut for a while after that. He shut the fuck up. I can't really blame him. I mean, oh, I mean, he was going on like the Tonight Show pitching this game and like edges everyone like it's the best thing you've never played. And then you play it and you're like, this is the best thing I wish I'd never did play. I this wish I had never bought this. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I remember. God I, awful. Dude, okay, I'm gonna see what Sean Sean Murray, uh, No Man's Sky quotes. All right, this is gonna. I want to see what he was saying, dude. This is we're on we're on a tear now, dude. Even the memes. If you guys Google Sean Murray, the memes are impeccable. They're impeccable. These are on point, dude. But let's see, Sean Murray, uh, No Man's Sky wiki. Oh no, the wiki. Oh no. All right, explains No Man's Sky's origins. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we can find what he says here. Haircut looking fresh, sir. Appreciate that, angry. I know I got a hair. I finally got a haircut. Only two months later, it's fine. No, we're definitely wasn't depressed at all. You know, not at all. Just chilling. Did you grow your hair out when you're depressed? I just don't care. Like when I so my when I get depressed, it's like beard just does whatever, hair does whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm one of those people where if it's, there's a depression mode hitting, hitting in, like, like body goes straight out the door first. Like, I'm on like, crisis mode. I'm like, fuck it. Hair, fuck it. You know, showers are sparse. I'm just like, whatever, that's, Hey, that's disgusting. The it showers. is disgusting. At least smell clean. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, I would spray things. So I would smell clean. Yeah, it didn't, didn't, didn't matter. For breeze. Exactly. Little ocean breeze on the nuts. Yeah. Just a tiny little bit. And then once in a while, my wife would be like, you better go take a shower. I'm like, yeah, you, you're right. You're right. That's that's how it goes, though. So, all right. So we brought up No Man's Sky because we wanted to talk about Icarus. I've seen Glad playing it. What the fuck is Icarus? What is it? Yeah, so I have a very, very brief amount of time in this game. And I'm talking for 3.8 hours of what i played so far. The best way that I could describe it um, would be... It's a, definitely an open-world survival game mm -hmm. where the world hates you and everything is kind of out to kill you. Levels against creatures that you're against don't really fucking matter. Maybe level one, there's a 25 bear that's going to kill you instantaneously. Um, it's not a game I would ever recommend you play single-player. Mm. Definitely multiplayer because there's some terrible penalties for when you die. Mm, okay. um, <laughs> so, for example, I died a couple of times yesterday. I was level three that's like 90 percent of the way to level four and i died mm -hmm. you lose all of the xp that you just gained um really so like you yeah. could be like level three and go back to one 
Well, no, no, no. You would go back to the beginning of level three. Oh, okay. So all, all right. the XP in that current level that you would have gained, you lost. So if you play single oh. player, if you die, that's it. You starting back from the beginning of the level. But if you do multiplayer, you can at least get revived and not have to worry about losing the XP. So it's definitely a multiplayer game. Uh, your levels carry over, but every time you go into the world, you start with nothing. So you mm. got to rebuild up, gather supplies, do shit like that. It's all, every world, to my understanding, I think is procedurally generated. I'm not okay. entirely sure, so don't like hold me to that. Um, I kind of view it as like a more polished, better Valheim. I loved Valheim, dude. That was such a fucking good game. And if it's close to Valheim, I think I'd put some time into it straight up. You definitely should. I mean, it's fun. It's as you know, I don't play games much at all anymore. Right. Um, and I spent four hours yesterday in one sitting playing it and it was able. And when we ended it, it was only because Benji had to go to a hockey game. Right. So, yeah, um, it wasn't because like we were done. That's just... what happened with Valheim, dude. Valheim came out and I was like, what is this fucking game? And then I started telling I started playing. I was like, this is like, a, you know, I never played Rust. I never touched Rust. I don't really even do survival games. And then I was like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna try this out because it's like. Like, who doesn't like being a fucking Viking, right? I was like, all right, let's be a Viking, right? It was probably some of the most fun, memorable times, but it was like a one experience. Like, you do it once, yeah. and that was it. And it was like, all right. It was like a, like a, it was almost like an RPG survival. You play it, but there wasn't a lot of replayability. You could keep building things, but once you beat all the bosses, it's like, all right, you know, spent 40 hours doing this, so we're good, you know? Yeah, I could see this game... Based off of, again, the little bit that I've played so far, kind of falling in that same category. It's $40, so it's not, like, expensive, but it's not cheap. But if you look like a cost per hour of entertainment, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. But I don't know if the replayability is there. Because so you do the missions, but, but after, yeah, after you kill the bosses and have to do that, there's not, like... Again, I, I don't know for sure, but I don't think there's like PvP combat where you can raid mm. other people's worlds and shit like that, which would be fun if you could. It'd be sick. But it's definitely, yeah, I would say falling underneath that Valheim cycle of you do it and then what? Right. Yeah, that's kind of the issue. Like um, a game that I, I recently picked up because my choice was Icarus or Myth of Empires, and I chose Myth of Empires. The fuck and, is that? Okay. It's. Actually, number one, it's off Steam now because apparently they stole the co the, like the source code of Rust and they're getting sued into the fucking dirt. But basically, Sick. Myth of Empires is like Conqueror's <laughs> Blade meets Rust. So there's like the building aspect, the leveling aspect. The big draw was that you can create armies. You could steal NPC characters and train them to be in your army. So you just like literally, and the, the way you did it, you literally beat the fuck out of them yeah. You you pick them up, you throw them over your shoulder, you go throw them on a torture rack until they're like compliant. <laughs> that was like the game. The fuck. Wild game, right? And it's off of Steam now, you said? It's off Steam now, yeah, because they got fucked. And uh it's a cool because you you can build bases. It's obviously like a multiplayer game, but the big yeah. draw is you can fight army versus army for territory control. So it's like the you know, the replayability was there because of PvP. Literally because yeah. of PvP, because you you want to take over the whole place. But then they just got slapped with this giant... Like, they were like, nah, we didn't steal any code. We didn't do any of that. And they, like, yeah, they... Straight up stole the code. <laughs> straight up stole the whole code. They're getting fucking... They're getting flamed. Like, they got taken off of Steam, like, that bad. I will say... For two weeks. The one thing I do like about these, like, open-world survival... Not survival horror games, like, open-world survival games. I do... I'm happy that the genre 
has like continued to grow, but I don't think anything will ever come close to the original Daisy mod. Ooh, see, I missed that mod. I missed the whole Daisy uh. trend, dude. What was what was like the big thing for Daisy? Wasn't that like the start of BRs? Was Daisy? Well, so before that, so this was I'm talking 2011, Ooh. 2012, maybe is when I played the Daisy mod, if I recall correctly. Those dates could be off, possibly. Um, but it was it was based off of Arma 2, so it was a very realistic military, you know, shooter game at the time. And it was on that map. It was open world. There were zombies everywhere, and there was PvP. Mm -hmm. So on top of, like, you know, raiding and looting buildings, you would kill other players. There were zombies who would, like, detect you. You'd have to kill them. The, you would randomly spawn on the map with the people. You have to find your friends by looking at the map. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, let's meet here. Right. Um, it was just like not peak gaming. Cause I don't, I hate that term. Yeah. Gaming. Cause it's, I think everybody's peak gaming is, it's very subjective, very subjective. Um, but it was the most fun I've ever had in that genre. And I think every time I open up one of those games, I'm chasing that feeling of I could get lost in this for hours. Yeah. And just nothing comes close. So like Daisy, I'm pretty sure wasn't PUBG built off of Daisy. I couldn't fucking tell you. I think it. My knowledge on PUBG. That's worth a good. Is goal, very very minimal. I am not a fan of that game. I'm pretty sure it was because I know PUBG was like, everybody says PUBG is like the number one reason for like battle royales, right? Like I would say H1Z1. You think H1Z? Yeah, because H1Z1 came out first, and that was based off of the game H1Z1, which, if I'm not mistaken, came from some of the people who were doing DayZ. Hmm. And then PUBG came out of that. Or was it? No, no, no. The guy who created PUBG, yeah, had his hand in one of the two of the games. And H1Z1 was the first one, so that really got, like, the foot ground for the Battle Royales. And then PUBG took off which i don't know how i think h1 is just a way better game yeah and then i mean fortnite from there really yeah well fortnite originally like i when i've played fortnite it was on the ps4 and it was only yeah. the single player horde mode that was all or like the yeah. multiplayer horde mode yeah does that still exist i don't think so i remember if you can pull up my youtube back when fortnite was in its beta um i used to stream the fortnite battle royale beta okay um like right when it came out it was a fucking blast but i would the way that i would describe the Are you von champ oh dude i know it's gonna me. be tied to like an old playstation id i'd have to i could find it and send it to you but it would be a little bit deeper okay i was like all right well i'm looking i'm trying to find up like you are you your von champion on there right on no. youtube no, 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 no. What are you on YouTube? Maybe one of them is, yeah, but not the original one. I have Vaughn Champ. Do you have uh, 38 subscribers and your title is High Please Sub? LOL. I don't. I don't know. Is this you? I legitimately don't know. Is this you? Oh, I'm pulling you up right now. Here, H1's the lighter, PUBG's the wick, Fortnite's the gasoline. Okay. Did you, did you ever do a Sanic thing? No? No. Okay, so this is not you. All right. No, absolutely not. Speaking of Sonic, uh, Silver just brought up in chat, dude, that there's a new Sonic Frontiers footage shown at the Game Awards. It's an open world adventure for Sonic. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either. Let me. All right, I'm gonna pull this over. Hold on. Let's show you this thing. 
It's I kind of really enjoyed Sonic being like the uh, the 2D like side scroller. Right, but like a like a like a open world Sonic. Let me see this. Let's see what this is. Hold on. The Sonic team. Let's get Okay, open world. Okay. Is that a Halo ring? Does he live in Halo? It's like Breath of the Wild, but with Sonic. Bro, you literally just stand around and you collect coins. What do you why why open worlds? You fight. To be fair, Mario went open world and got way better. That's true. That's true. If you're running at Sonic and you're fucking fast, how are they gonna handle that in the open world? Like, you be zooming through shit? I guess. I have no idea how this is supposed to work, dude. Fuck ton of memory. Dude, I don't even know how it's supposed to work. This is Von Champ. This is you, apparently. This is you. you got, somebody stole your name. You should tell them. Like, yo, delete it. Delete the channel. Uh, First of all, report it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, immediately report it. <laughs> no. All right. So you're running through fat, vast forest and realistic work uh, looking world. Uh, blue blur runs around massive ruins with plant life. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> what are you, what's the goal? Are you fighting people? Like, what's happening here? Breath of the Wild works because in Breath of the Wild, like, you do shit. And you can just go wherever you want. Like, it's the whole point of an open world. But... You like fight things in Sonic. You literally just running. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all you're doing. And party party of two says uh, they're gonna have to make movement feel really good. Yeah, movement's gonna have to be on point. Or it's gonna like for me, it's a different kind of game. But I never like I'm surprised Sega is still in like like still around. Quite honestly, when's the last good Sega game? Let's be honest here. The last good Sega good game. Good one. The last good one. Tomb Raider on the Dreamcast or Jet Set Radio. Oh, I never played either. I didn't have a Dreamcast. You're a fucking. Player. I didn't have a Dreamcast. I was a play. I was broke. I was a broke uh, boy. Okay, so one of my YouTube channels, because of course I have multiple. Okay. Um, I have five subscribers. Okay. I have a Battlefield Three Canadian Flat CTF glitch with sixty views from eight years ago. Whoa. Okay. Here we go. And then I have a video of Oscar. With his first catnip experience. I'm gonna get so sad. Oh my god, I'll link it to you. Oh link it, link it. We gotta watch this. What a cute I'll link you I'll link you the channel once. Okay, link the channel, link the channel. Yeah. This is rough. Nobody go Everybody go there and subscribe right now just for the fuck no, of it. No, I had Revive a guess my his channel five Re times Re to get into this. <laughs> what is your profile image? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't what I legitimately this? I have no clue. I can't. Your I can't name sounds like uh. Your name Kember. sounds like who a, a deaf lumberjack would shout, and then it says "thanks, asshole." That's the fucking profile. <laughs> Needless to say, bro, I'm fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic, Kimber. Oh no. That's great. Okay, which are we watching the kitten first kitten catnap experience? Let's see what this Meet is your like. next pillow. Let me oh, try it. My Why pillow. Why do we make our pillow this in the shape of Get off of my <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Is your cat about to have a uh, have a problem here? I don't know. I haven't seen this video in eight years. That's fair. 
Look at the, the video quality's standing up to time right now. <laughs> it's iPhone, baby. It's killing it. Um, he it? is King High. Chris 47. What? Oh my god, wait, wait. It might be the future classic. Yes, it is. The future classic? Okay. Yep. Oh, one second, one second, one second. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna see. I didn't no, no, spell. No, I, you, I can't you, spell. It says, oh, it just, oh, there's future classic, but not the future classic. No, 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 no. That's. Let's see. May the or may not be. Future classic is the best. The future classics? Time, by the way. I just sent it to you. Okay. Let's just do that. Let me change my, my stuff here. Let's see. Don't want everybody to see my, my beautiful Discord. What is this? What is this? Okay. Okay, this is an actual profile pic. There we go. Look, yeah. You. Oh, dude, look at these old fucking custom intros that I had. Bro, you're about to drop, like, the hottest mixtape of 2006. Hell yeah, brother. All right, fucking PS4 play. Fortnite Battle Royale. This one, my edited video test one. Definitely seeing that. Look at this intro. Bro, this is high class. Some banging music. Fucking banging out, dude. Bro, you can tell how old this shit is because, like, the, at the time, that was peak. That was peak. What, what, what was this? It was 2016. So it's five years ago. Killing the game. Uh, let's see this one is. What you got here? Look at future. This Look is during baby the baby face future. Look at me. Oh my god. Look at that baby face and skipping and everything. All right, let's skip through. Let's see what you got. 549 views, nothing to sneeze at there, my guy. If you guys don't know, look at that. Look at these views. 2017. I could have made it, man. You could have made it. Could have made it. You could have made it. You, you know, you had it. Shit. You were in the, in the beta. You're just talking mad shit about the game right now. <laughs> Can I just get a big props to myself for being on a PS4 and using a standalone mic uh -huh. going into the PS4? That's actually really, really clutch. And on top of that, how does it feel getting ruined by Gangster King 64? He's a fucking king gangster. There's nothing I could have done. <laughs> it just, this, it's it. He's but the Godfather. He's the creme de la creme. It was it. <laughs> Dude, so that microphone, it was an XLR mic. I bought a preamp for because uh -huh. I had to have power to it. Other than from the preamp, I had an XLR to 3.5 millimeter jack, and then I plugged that into my. Uh, Astro A40s uh, mix amp. Uh-huh. To have that. Oh my god. Headphones off of the back of it. Okay. I'm a, since, we're, the audio. since we're seeing really shitty things. Alright, let's see. God, it's my old apartment too. I can't find it. Okay. No, it's not here. Okay. I was gonna say Okay, I'm gonna show you really everybody all right, everybody on Twitch. I'm gonna show you my my secret. Let's see. Let's see if there's still content here. Oh snap it's king. This is, this is prior leveled AF, okay? This is account made long time ago, all right? Welcome, 22 look at this. followers. 22. Oh, 22. Yeah. 22. No videos. Do I have any videos? No. Fuck, man. I hope I did. Well, let me see the about page. Welcome to the channel. Check me out on osnap underscore twitch. Killing it. Facebook.com forward slash osnap it's king. There's nothing here. I wish there was videos. They deleted all the videos. This is, I streamed, my very first stream was Destiny 1 PS4. Miss Savage AF was sitting next to me and we were streaming the Taken King day one raid. 
And I'll tell you right now, I had 15 viewers in there. First stream. Bro, the Dicks. Taken King pinnacle. I think it was too, dude. Peak. Peak of the game. I stand it was by peak. it. It was peak of the game. I agree with you, dude. Uh, that, that raid was on point. Going to the Dreadnought for the first time. Baller. The jumping puzzle with the ships on that bullshit-ass raid. Oh, my God, dude. It took forever for us to get... You know what really killed us? We were doing like a... It was like nine hours in. We couldn't kill the ogre. Yeah. We couldn't kill the ogre. We couldn't figure it out, dude. Couldn't Bro, if they ever... Out. If they bring that raid back, I'll buy the game. You think so? You'd go back? If, if, if it comes with... The, well, think about it. So they're doing the Witch Queen, Witch yeah. Queen expansion. What better way to experience Savathun than bringing in content that has nothing to do with her? Hmm. Just for the sake of it being a good raid. They already take shit away that you paid for, so why not bring something back? That's true. They did bring Vault of Glass back. Not if, I don't I don't like that raid. Nobody did. Nobody did. It was the only thing we had. People just like it's like a World of Warcraft classic. Like people have like this nostalgia that it was the best. Yeah. It wasn't. It was just what we had at the time. That's all that was right. the best at the time. But now it's yeah. like you, you like you hit a boss and they hit back and they have like one move. You're like, oh, this is scary. You gotta like make sure <laughs> what are you gonna do. You gotta watch out. And then all of a sudden you go to like fast forward to like Legion and there's like the boss has three phases and ten different things you have to mitigate plus ads on top of that. You know, it just is what it is. I have a feeling it'll be the next Legends raid. Oh, Silver thinks it's coming back. I I'm... wish, man. Cause they brought back Ice Luna. Yep. Which is my second favorite hand cannon next to um god what was the name of it uh it had it was a legendary it wasn't an exotic it was like a gold color fate bringer fate bringer was, the was. Shit. best hand cannon dude especially d1 Damn, bro it sucked at pvp but it was amazing oh yeah in PvE. pve you didn't use that gun you shouldn't have used a gun in pvp yeah if you weren't using hawk moon yeah or fucking the last word in pvp it was Hawkmoon for me, dude. I loved Hawkmoon in PvP, but PvE Fatebringer was the shit. The absolute I was shit. a, uh, through, uh, the, not by, by no means was I good at D2 PvP. I could occasionally stand my ground. Occasionally. Um, but that fucking, if you were a hunter and you weren't using the last word with like maximum speed, you just weren't playing right. No, 100%. Cause you could get in there, fucking blast them and just dodge out of there. Yep. Like instantly. Yeah. D1 PvP, I think, is still better than D2. I know it's controversial, but I think it was way better. The maps were better. They just, they just were. The maps were better. They, the maps were definitely better. 100%. Movement felt doable because uh, it was built for console. So it was an even playing field versus, like, now everything's very fast twitch in, in Destiny 2. Like, everything's fast twitch as fuck. Like, console, yeah. you're, like, you're, like, turning... So you had to like be more like, you know, when you got a good play, like you got a good play. Like you in I think what they say, uh, like the power fantasy for you to be able to turn around and actually make big plays in D1 was much higher than in D2. There's too many shutdowns in D2. Oh, yeah. Way too many. Way too many. Last word is still busted. Last word's always going to be busted. And Zion said there's the Halo Magnum is now in. And, you know, that's so shitty of Bungie, but also like hilarious. Good for them. Good the, for them. I saw they brought the BR again, too. They should get armor skins that just resemble Master Chief. Yeah. <laughs> and you could have your ghost be like a Cortana lookalike. 
Tet they made it. It's still their IP, technically. Just to <laughs> fucking stick it to them. They they brought the Magnum. They brought a BR back. Like they they brought back Galahorn. I I saw and uh, just let the fucking Galahorn die. They brought the sword. The tart the Titan uh, armor is called Ringwalker. Ringwalker. Hold on. Ring. Oh, oh yeah. Ringwalker. Uh Titan armor. Let's see what this is. Hold on. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna pull this up. Let's see what we got here. Ringwalker Titan armor. Unless it's just like a play to being a Ringwalker, like the Halo rings. Oh, uh, I think that's what it is, dude. I think that's exactly what it is. I don't it's know. Like, that helmet looks pretty Master Chiefy. Mmm. This is looking a little, uh, little Master Chiefish. Also, little, <laughs> little German. Look, very German. <laughs> <laughs> little, little Hail Hydra going on here. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, look. Yeah, it's kind of. I see what they did with the Greaves. I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. They're kind of making it Master Chief. They're like, it's like an off put so they don't get sued, kind of. I sent you a, uh, a picture in Discord of the most German outset of it. Is it? Out, okay. Outfit of it. Let me see what this is. All right. Let's see what this is. Oh, is it straight up Hail Hydra? Is this you? <laughs> did you make this? What is this? No, 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 no. I just copied it. This is 100%. Who made this? Why would you have this customization? That's Hail Hydra for sure. This is 100% Hail Hydra. This is definitely straight out of uh, Captain America. 100%. That kind of makes me want to play the game. I won't right now, but it makes Dude, me want to. That's how I feel about that. That's been my entire feeling about Destiny 2 is like, oh, I should really go play it. And then I, it, dude, I, I have downloaded it probably four times since I've quit. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to play it. Definitely going to play. No. I just don't I bought. What was the most recent expansion? Mm, um, I don't know. Not the Witch Queen, but the one right before it. Beyond Light. Beyond Light. So I bought Beyond Light. Beyond Light. There we go. There's the words. And I couldn't reload it. I'd go into the game and it would crash. Ew. I just refunded it. I was like, well, you're never getting my money again. Yeah. I know. I played I played through Beyond Light and I still couldn't get back into like, I don't know. It just felt weird. The game just feels weird now. I think it's just like, I don't know. I, don't I think it's because... It we we play it to chase the feeling of like of what it was yeah without the realization of like it's not going to be that again right that's and the thing it sucks. it's because uh, i it sucks man because i think you nailed it because i played destiny one religiously the whole all, all of it from beta mm -hmm. all the way through i think the last one was the iron wolves or whatever the iron whatever yeah, it was with iron, siva. Uh, the iron lord people iron lord with siva and stuff i played that and then i i literally bought a pc to play destiny 2 on pc because it was just like fuck yeah 144 frames like let's go i and so i beat the raids and everything on the playstation 4 and then got a pc played the shit out of it I still, to this day, like, I think fun. It was a good game. It was fun when it was fun. It's just the loop is the same. They've never changed it. It's the same fucking loop. New bad guy comes to town. You kill the bad guy's lieutenant. You get gear. You go kill the bad guy. You run the bad guy's raid a hundred times. You do it again. New thing comes out. Another bad guy. You know, it's just, it's kind of like, it's crazy to me. It's constantly doing that. It's all it's done that since literally the game came out in Destiny One. I still think it's just fucking hilarious. Is it, are we doing ASMR right now? Are we doing? It's just uh, it's a good pour. It's a weird glass though. For I beer. like a little head. 
It's like, oh, oh, oh. It's my beer glass. It's got the finger, the finger slots. You can grip it. But you're not even using them. My fingers are literally in it. There's uh, four of them. Oh, there's four of them. Oh, excuse so, me. Okay, I only saw it two. I was like, wait a second. You have the finger slots. So you're not even using no, them. No, no, no. Yeah, there's four. Right, Target, $2. Everybody go to your local Target. Support. <laughs> Support your local stores. Get your Fuego glass at Target. Wait, okay. Dude, we have to address Fuego. We have to. We don't. We it do have need to. to. Be a thing. I it's was literally, literally just referencing it for the sake of it being the name of the title. We don't need to go any deeper. But we into are. Into the reason behind it. But we, but we are. We definitely are. All right. Um, so when I turned 20, the summer that I turned 23, so my birthday's in September, so I was 22 at the time. Uh, I was with one of my buddies all of the time and Fireball had like just gotten released. Mm. Um, face off your face, you know, it's it's Mm. god awful. Mm -hmm. Easiest way to get gut rot and make your teeth feel like there's fuzz on them. Fireball. Um, but we drank 43 handles of it in a month and since then people have just called me fuego i personally am not a fan of said nickname it brings back some very terrible (laughs) memories of drinking just a gross amount of fireball um that's me and soko oh dude speaking of soko so i had a buddy i won't say his actual name on the off chance that he sees this. Right, right. He's not even my friend anymore. So fuck it. I had a friend named Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Um, <laughs> Eat a dick. Who, Ryan. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> um, who was at his house. Uh, it was him and his girlfriend. And I forgot what I was doing there. I think I was just hanging out at the time. They're like, oh, do you want some Soko? I was like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we all took a shot of Soko. His girlfriend took the shot, looked at me, and just projectile vomited. Ooh all over me and i was like a little husky as you've seen through some of the pictures i showed you earlier at that time and this kid had like a 28 inch waist and i had like a 36 inch waist at mm-hmm. the time so i put on a pair's pants <laughs> and he had like full like it was skin tight full out print like you could uh, do ball dick ball like it was tight couldn't button them had a shoelace to tie the the two belt loops in the front together no um ever since then heaven won't touch soko won't Mm, I had not a, good, dude. I had a summer where all I did was drink Soco and lime with Coke, and we drank so like we buy because Soco would come with these giant handles, like oh yeah, like fucking jugs, like oh, jugs. Yeah. And we would just drink that and Bud Light. We would literally take shots of Soco and drown it with Bud Light, and I can't. But that's a perfect chaser. Out. It's not. Uh, no, Michelob Ultra is the perfect chaser. Ooh, Michelob is. All right, Michelob is pretty good. But we because it's essentially water. It's basically water. Yeah, that's what we did with Bud Light. With Bud Light, we play like beer pong with. But dude, yeah. I drink so much Soco that if I smell it, it automatically makes me gag. I'm like, oh, like, it's the like, I can't just wait too many nights of like waking up in the morning because Soco's not so bad. It's the aftertaste the next morning when you wake up and you burp and you want to fucking vomit. That's how I feel about Jaeger. Oh, everybody hates Jaeger. Because Jaeger tastes the same down as it does coming up. There's no difference between it. So mm-hmm. now every time I would like smell Jaeger, take a shot of Jaeger, I just think that I'm taking a shot of vomit and it. Bro, you I just a, can't. I got a story about the last time I drank Jaeger. That's a good story. It's a good one. Um, So 
there was an entire summer where I literally just did nothing but like party. I didn't work and do shit. I played Halo 3 and we played beer pong. That's it. Fuck yeah, you did. So one night, so I had a buddy. Uh, I still, he's still my buddy, but he worked like these stupid hours at work. Like dumb. Like he would get off work at like 1 a.m. Right? It was like okay. the dumbest fucking hours. But we were like, I was like 22 or something at the time. So we were like, fuck it. We're partying our ass off until like 5 a.m. So one night he shows up to the house with a 24 pack of Red Bull and a giant bottle of Jägermeister with the like the like the handle the pump the, the pump, pump yeah with the, like the giant with, with the, the pump the, uh, the vials of the Jäger branded yes 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 dude so he Familiar literally with that and so okay so our dumbasses had already been drinking all night and he shows up he's like we're gonna play some beer pong I'm like I right, we're already playing beer pong I was like no no with we're gonna do Jäger bomb beer pong. No, 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 no. When I say that that's probably the most sneaky drunk I've ever gotten, it absolutely is. Because what people don't realize is when you drink that amount of Jaeger bombs, the Red Bull keeps you alive for far longer than you should. And then all of a sudden, the Red Bull and the caffeine wears off, and you go from, like, this is great to, like, holy fuck. Like, you just, like instantaneously so i'll never forget that night because people literally at the party started dropping like flies like my one of my friends fell asleep on the, the like the patio i found another friend fell asleep in the bathtub and we would just find them randomly we'd all be part yeah. everybody else who still had red bull in their system was like just chilling and then you just go find them and then it's like fucking done one person fell asleep on the couch one person was on the floor and all of a sudden like it hits me and i literally Go from like about to throw a shot to like I gotta go fucking lay down. Like I go straight to my room. I was at my house. I was like I'm done. Like, <laughs> Red Bull and alcohol. I stand by it. Is the cheap man's alternative to just doing cocaine and drinking. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The exact same effect. You're good to go. You're just you're rolling through the evening, and then it's like a light switches, and all of a sudden you're fucked. You're done. And there's not a god. You, no matter how much Red Bull you drink afterwards or anything, it's it's too it's late. Too late. Yeah, it's you too crossed late. the line. It's too late. <laughs> and all you can do is to try and make it home. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do. And you'll curl up next to the toilet and be like, oh. <laughs> Dude, oh. Dude, it's so. It's just rough. It's, but imagine. So this is back in the day when beer pong, we played beer pong and we had a water cup to clear off the lint. So it was like true, you know, beer pong, but with Jaeger bombs and we were good at beer pong. So it wasn't like, like matches didn't last long because we were sitting there like sinking them, like, you know, bouncing yeah. the whole night. Like we, I've been playing basically eight hours a day, every fucking day, beer pong for three months at that point. So you were, we were on like, the table. We were crushing. Like we knew all the shots, same table, same setup, same line. So we just knew all the shots. So we're just literally taking, like our team would go, we'd sink four. Their team would go, they sink three. So we're just like for hours. Just it wasn't slow. It was not a slow drip. It was an instantaneous. Like holy shit! Like we were like, what was it? Guarine or whatever it's called. Just the the main ingredient that keeps you yeah, awake. Yeah. yeah, guarine. Yeah, we were just hyped up, and then all of a sudden. Like you said, 
the light switch starts turning off for random people at random times. Like, yeah, and you can see it too. The one time, like, fuck yeah, dude. Next time, they're like, <laughs> you just, you just know. You're like, oh, that's what's gonna happen to me soon. Yeah, that's gonna be me. It's exactly it, dude. Uh, Lance and you're, says, you're like, oh, fucking pussy can't handle his liquor. Pardon the language. Yeah. We have this shit here. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just you. I sent you some great pictures here in the okay. Discord. Uh, the this. second one, I need to pull up first, is the beer pong table that I made. Okay. Fuego Apocalypse. Where does this I, come the from? The second one. <laughs> no, no, I pulled the first one. Fuck you. <laughs> you can't have me go past this one. Look at this. <laughs> so. This used to be. <laughs> you, you said this all nonchalant. You're like, yeah, don't don't look at this one. <laughs> yeah. hey, just gl this is for you. Just glance over it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's on fire. You just want me to like not look at it. It's fucking fue. I mean, it's on fire. What do you want? What do you want to do? Um, this was a party that I had thrown. We had like 500 people show up. Uh -huh. I'm gonna try and find you the video. Is this That's your house? Important. It was the a thing that we made for my house. Yeah. Okay, um, but go to the next picture. Okay, hold on, which will show the beer pong table that I made. Okay, ooh, this is dope tastic. Not gonna lie. Ooh, the glowing cups. Okay. Um, so that, and I found the video by the way. Um, ten cup beer this pong. This was. Oh, this is this is how you should play. This is how you should play. Uh, a full. It was an old laundry table that we yeah. got duct tape for. Origin black. We did the lines through it. Yep. Oh, then the water was 17 highlighters that were stretched and like just to get the the juice in yep. the, the cups uh with water and then underneath it we had just bottles of alcohol so we didn't play with beer it was always like mixers right right uh primarily it was like taka vodka which ten dollars to blackout yeah G budget blackout is the great way to describe it yep, yep. also tastes like off bug spray <laughs> 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 it's god awful. Uh, but yeah, so we had that for possibly, I think they, I don't know if they still have it. I think they kind of renovated the house after I left yeah. it. They sort of kept got it. Got rid of any trace of me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that beer pong table was. That's the stopping ground. So when, where I, my best beer, like we used to play beer pong all around in Virginia and we would, but where I lived, we didn't have a beer pong table. We had, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world because I lived like downstairs. I was still with my mom at the time. Yeah. And I lived in the downstairs. It wasn't like a basement. Like where it was like a, a, a dual level. The top was like, uh, the downstairs was like where the garage used to be. And it was like converted yeah. into like basically a living space. It had bathroom. It had where the laundry was at. It had a bar and it had like, but a giant like, kitchen like a full kitchen and it had this giant like probably three times the size of that table but very skinny so you had to like you had to like chuck it like just to get it just right like, like you, you were 40 yard in the yeah shit. you were so like when we were on point it was great because we had people come over like oh, i'm good at beer pong i'm like oh all right good luck how's How are your you? arm bitch <laughs> you do your stretches today <laughs> <laughs> good luck and we're just sitting there like we're so used to it. we're just like shoot taking shoot. off elbow braces so we're playing right yeah just making we sure. got this we got this all right let's let's get, get, get in there man it was hilarious people come to our table think they had shit I'm like now this is like so when we go it was really smart though because when we go to other tables it's like 
this is so close. And we're like, eh, yeah, eh, no problem. We're used to like, <laughs> like lining up the sights and like making sure the wind is good and like yeah, getting know. a running start. <laughs> yeah. So when we're just like this, it was like, simple after that, man. Beer Pong I, uh, is undisputedly one of the most fun drinking games ever created. Oh, it, it, I'd say easily top three. 100%. Um, easy. I used to play a game when I left that house and my we ended up going to my buddy's house all the time. We would play war with cards. But let's say I had a three and you had a six, right? Mm -hmm. When you won. Well, now I take three drinks because that's the difference between the cards. That's, um, that's just the checking match. That's all that is. It didn't last long <laughs> but it was some of the most fun like drinking like dude, the feeling when you lay down a two and you just know the like just bring me just bring me the alcohol just bring the, bring the whole thing you know it's coming um but to be fair we would never do more than five so like if i laid a two and you laid a nine i'm not taking seven drinks right right like come on dude we gotta go to the bars after this come on yeah um we had this game uh we played have you ever played a, a card game for drinking it's called racehorse no okay so what you do you take all of the all of the the suits you know you'll you all of them spades all of them and yeah. you lay down all the aces and that's the okay. start of the race and you lay okay. down the equivalent of seven cards or you like whoever is the 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 race that gets there so what you do is you bet drinks so if your horse wins, you have those amount of drinks to give out. But if your horse loses, you have to take those drinks. Okay. And so what you have to have is you have to have an announcer. And I usually was the announcer, especially drunk. Because I laid down a two. <laughs> Just like drunk as shit. But it's great because it's like everybody's trying to bet on this horse. So basically what you would do is if you pulled a heart, it goes into the heart line. And right. so if you bet 10 drinks on hearts, that hearts are going to make it over the finish line first. You just pull random cards. You just keep going. Bro, and then 10's just... a fucking lot, brother. So 10 seconds. It wasn't like 10 drinks. It was 10 seconds of just chug your ass off. Like, And you could give them out. So you like, if 10 people bet on hearts and they all bet 10 seconds, that's 100 seconds. You could fuck someone's day up. <laughs> Like, it's like a minute and a half of just wishing upon the fucking devil. Yeah. So it was so much fun because when everybody's drunk, everybody's like, yeah, go hearts, yeah. Like, you're just <laughs> hammered. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, la, 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 la. so it's space, 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 and just like, just, it was the most fun, like, fast paced. But if you play like 10 rounds of race games before you go out, everybody's yeah. hammered. And, oh, like, yeah. I can imagine. Pre-Uber, get a taxi. Cause you ain't making it. Like I, uh, me and my buddies in high school created a drinking game. We called it Ricochet. Okay. And the way that would work is you would take a hookah. <clears throat> excuse me. And instead of the the shisha you put in there, it was weed. Mm -hmm. So we would just fill that thing up full of weed. We would light it and get it rolling like you would a hookah. Yep. And then there was at the time like four or five of us who were in a circle. We'd all take it, pass it on. And the thing is, when you inhale. You hold it, you take a drink of your beer, and you have to hold it until it gets back to you. And if you don't and you exhale, you have to take a shot of alcohol. So you're hitting weed, drinking beer, waiting. If you know pot smokers, they take their sweet-ass time passing this thing along. Yes, they do. So after like 15 minutes, you just – nobody – you were too fucking high because you're hitting weed out of a hookah. 100%. 
and everybody made like the first round or two where you would hold it in and after a while you just would start laughing at somebody and yeah and it'd be a shot of alcohol <sighs> and then after a while we all got really good at it so we upped the ante it was okay now you're doing you take the hit and instead of drinking beer you would take a shot of everclear 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 bro and then you would i live in wisconsin with drinking is a big problem here <laughs> you got to like let's just contribute to that just do everything gasoline whatever just fucking it's drink fine. it bitch <laughs> and yeah you would take a shot of everclear and if you didn't if you weren't able to hold it in then you would just take a shot of vodka okay i why again very young yeah very dumb i live in the most alcoholic state in the country that's fair where binge drinking is like an actual fucking problem <laughs> Lance Smith says oh wait Wisconsin this makes yeah, so much Wisconsin, sense it makes sense um, <laughs> that should be the tagline <laughs> slogan alcoholism it makes sense here <laughs> liquor no Everclear Wisconsin it just makes sense it just makes sense so um, all right so since you used to drink and smoke so that's I, I don't smoke anymore but I used to and do I. dude I we have you ever okay this i think you're going to understand this i've tried to explain this to other people but if they don't if they didn't party hard and they didn't drink and smoke they didn't get it yeah. you ever get so high that you start taking shots of alcohol to even out yes and then if you get too drunk you just go smoke a little to even more out and yeah. then just kind of like you like find balance try to find the balance <laughs> Because when you get the balance, it's it's peak because it's you're high. Point. Everything's like that's so fucking deep, but you're drunk. You're like, let's fucking party. Exactly. And it's but the second, yeah, you have one extra hit of weed. All of a sudden, now you're two more shots. When I offset it, oh, then exactly. thirty minutes later, someone sees you. You're just <laughs> exactly waiting for fucking anything to be like. Time to go. Yeah. <laughs> just get the fuck out, dude. So when we were partying like that. Our our weapon of choice was a GB though. Gravity bong. Okay. With, yeah, yeah. With yeah. a with like a two liter and a bucket and a oh, piece. The original. Yeah. The original. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's what we did. It looked like you were just sucking a ghost dick, by the way, right there. I did, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, gravity bong for sure. Sure, uh -huh, for sure. Uh -huh, yeah. Uh so so for anybody who doesn't know. When you smoke, taking a gravity bong is probably the most hardest hit you're gonna get outside of a straight up like like a like, dab, like a dab or something. Yeah, like you are going to, it's gonna hurt your lungs going down and up, and it's in and it hits immediately. And so the problem was we would go outside, be a little circle of us, a little gaggle of us, and we'd go take a GB, and we'd all come back in like, oh, shit. And we'd go start playing beer pong. We'd literally start chugging beers like, yeah, I gotta equal out. Like, holy crap. Yeah, dude, 100%. I'm too <laughs> fucking high. Give me a beer. <laughs> yeah, it's too high. I need a drink. Yeah. I remember one night, though, um, my mom knew I was partying because she's like, you know, guy, you're on the young ones, right? My mom's chill as shit. So she comes in, and we're playing Halo. And this is so weird. We start playing Halo after the fact because I was legit better when I was at like we're talking that perfect balance. Oh peak. yeah, you're oh, just yeah. you're zoned the fuck in. You're just like absolutely every motion. You're one just, with the sticks. Yeah, you're, you're just, just one. Yeah, you're just one yeah. with the sticks, dude. You are. <laughs> Yin says he's the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Party says the gravity bomber is the most efficient way. They get the most bang for your buck. You definitely, exactly. You get the most yeah, bang for your buck. Yeah, it shoots the fucking smoke down your lungs. <laughs> ah, just a beautiful. And you know, like an older smoker, when they reference the two liter in the bucket, because now they got the things where you fucking flip it and like. Yeah. When I started smoking, we're crushing Coke cans, making the little hole. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Like this is this is take for any of those who don't know, you take a a small Allen Allen like a little little wrench piece, and you burn the top of the two liter, and you you put it inside the two liter cap, and you melt it just enough so it, it makes a little seal. So when you pull, it holds everything; it doesn't fly oh, out the top. We did this way different. How'd you do yours? So the way that we would do it is. We would take the top of the two liter, yeah. we'd drill a little hole in it, in the okay. plastic thing. Then we take a plethora amount of aluminum foil and put it around the cap, so we could take it off when we push it down. Yeah, you could. So we could okay. have like a reusable bowl. No, dude, we had the re that. This was also reusable because what you do is you melt the bottom and you push the piece in, so it melts around the piece. So it's but a how do you take it off if it's melted? No, no, you don't melt the ridges. It still was able to cap on. You just burn it enough on the underside, oh. and you push it through with your, your bare fingers, and it melts a perfect seal around the piece, and so you can still twist it back on. Here's the issue. I think in both of our minds, each of our method is correct, and the other person's is wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong, <laughs> because you didn't have to melt any plastic. There was no extra toxins when you were getting the paint bucket, filling it with hose water. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the weed in there. This is you just fair. had the aluminum foil, and you just take it off, and you slide that shit just down. a little bit of plastic in your lungs. What's a little, what's a little more? I, mean, I smoked cigarettes for 10 years. What's a little plastic? It's a little plastic. A, oh, Party says everyone is equally wrong and right at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that. That's. I mean, if you're going to smoke, you're going to smoke. I think, yeah, there's no wrong way to do it. Yeah. On the level, Dwayne, in which case, you're just a fucking idiot. Well, Dooman agrees with me. Poke a hole in the cap, melt the center of the cap a little bit, unscrew the cap, post-pull. Exactly. Thank you. Post-pull. Post-pull, no. unscrew no. the cap. It's the no. best way. If I ever smoke again, we're doing a GB, and we're doing it together. I'm telling I'm literally going to come to Virginia and just make you a fucking gravity bong. I already, I probably already can make one, like, right now. Like, I got a bucket. I got a two-liter somewhere. Make this happen. I'm like trying to find the utensils around my room <laughs> to try and explain to you how my how this is superior. I have a cup. Okay. Let me. Let, okay, so his look. This one twists. This one twists. You burn the bottom like this. Here's the why ridges. Would you, why would you burn you it? Though? Burn it because then you push the piece in and then why it would, screws on still. But imagine just not having to do that at all, and you just use so aluminum foil like the a crackhead. Obviously, yes, you're smoking a gravity bong out of a garage. Pride is out the window. Okay? You work with what you got. You take that Reynolds aluminum foil. You slap that bitch on. You push it down. You take the aluminum foil with the cap off. And you just... Pride is out the window. Pride's out the window when you cut the bottom of a two liter of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Gone. So that, that you, you just crushed from smoking <laughs> earlier out of a piece. Yeah, you're playing Halo. Like, we gotta smoke. We gotta finish this two liter, brother. <laughs> finish the dew. I'm so glad base. that this goes across state lines. And the funny part is, for those of you who don't know, like, this is not like it's just shared information. This is just word of mouth across the states. 
I will say, to be fair, we're both older. Like, I'm 30, and you're I'm older 32. than me. 32, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think that younger generations would understand what we used to do to get high. Yeah. Okay, what's your... What's your okay, let's share it. What's your worst... Like, when is like, ooh, this one, I'm going to hell for this one. Like, what's like the, the experience that you had where it's like, oh, I shouldn't have smoked here or I shouldn't have done this. Like, what is like the thing that you remember like having to sneak around? Because now it's like, it's legal almost everywhere and nobody cares so, if you smoke anymore. I've never had a bad experience being high. No, I'm not saying like you, you tripped out or anything. I'm saying like, did you ever smoke somewhere where you had to like hide it? Like really, like what was the one that you were like the sneakiest? I wouldn't say the sneakiest, but I would say the one time I was the closest to going to jail. Um, okay. I was in my car. It was a Nissan Altima at the time, a 1999 all-black Nissan Altima with no tinted windows. I thought it's from my buddy's house, okay. who lived in a very not ghetto, um, not great area. Right. Let's say low income, um, very low income area. I grew up in a low income um, area. I get it. And. I am being from the suburbs, drove over to his house because mm -hmm. it was easier for me to go there than for him to come to me mm -hmm. in terms of issues with the local law enforcement. Right. So I went to his house. We were outside in my car. We had four pipes in our hands in my car. Why did you have four of them? Because he had to keep a rotation. I had one. It was called the Jolly Green Giant. Four? It was a pipe that I had. It was a, a Bubble green. or a piece? It was a piece. So these yeah. were all pipes at the time. Right, um, yeah. This was like pre the... I think it was probably, I was 18 at the time, so okay. 12 years ago, pre like the expansion of bubblers. Where right, right. You had like a, a good pipe. That was it. And we called it the Jolly Green Giant. Okay. It was about this big, had a, a the bowl could fit probably about half an eighth in it. Right. Pretty decent, pretty good decent bowl. Yeah. Uh, he had a, a seashell that was converted over to a pipe. Then I had two other pieces with us. Wait, don't just gloss over that. You just <laughs> and <laughs> you're smoking in my car. Have a, and have a, a cop pulled up right next to us shined the light like his spotlight in my car saw me shine the light to him put it back to me and then just drove off and i stand by the feeling of if i wasn't white i don't think that i would have just been allowed to smoke weed in my car and left. oh no that was probably the sketchiest moment ever smoking but really i don't have like I've never, people have been like times like, oh, I've gotten too high, I've gotten too whatever. I've right. never experienced being too high. I did think for one time when I ate an edible, I was playing Madden. I thought I was playing Madden, and it was just the start screen <laughs> for like an hour and a half. <laughs> um, that, I, I that might be the time I was too high. Too but high, like really, yeah. I've been very lucky with my experiences with things. I don't really have any bad through any and everything that I've done, no yeah. bad experience with anything, which I think is great. I also think it's really bad because I'm never like, oh, that wasn't great. I don't want to do that again. I'm right. like, oh, I love that. That was do that again. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Literally <laughs> the best day of my life. Yes. <laughs> Dude, it says you're, I'm the best Madden player ever. Been playing for an hour Dude, and a half. <laughs> doing I, no bullshit. On the sticks, staring at the screen, just. <laughs> fuck. Oh, it's a, it's a commercial break. Not realizing that I'm playing Madden and the commercial breaks don't happen when you play an Xbox game. 
I put that I was playing Madden, and there were commercial breaks like it was TV, and would just stop and like have a conversation. <laughs> it's like you're, it's like you're watching the NFL with sticks in your hand, like, damn, I'm good yeah. at this. <laughs> Dude, it's exactly what it was like. I was like, I'm fucking killing it, bro. I was like, oh, I'm the Cowboys now. Fuck. <laughs> like, oh no. N- never put it together. Dude. That was right when Evolve came out on the Xbox. Okay. Yep. Um, do you talk about a game that? I wish was still around and had a community because if we could get like every Friday night, imagine having like four or five friends just drinking, playing that game. Oh. Dude, Evolve is a great game. People fucking sleep on that game, but it was like, it was five, five people. One person was the monster and it's so much fun when it's just like a, a private lobby. We just yeah. hang oh, out. Absolutely. So much fun. Just get five people and you just like go ham and someone's always the monster. It's always random. You don't know who's going to be. Um, and that's all, dude. I remember playing on PS4 with that game. And I remember I actually didn't like being the monster because no, the I, monster sucked. It sucked. That. You always got shit on Fuck that. Yeah. Always got shit. You had to eat things to kind of grow and level up your stuff. Yeah. And then when the game first came out, I remember they came up with the second monster. And the second monster was like broken because you could like fly around the map and hover and do like yeah. all that shit. And now, yeah, I wish that game was, like, they had games like that still. They don't really have many games that are, like, really good like I've that. I've looked for, like, an Evolve Tight. clone. Mm-hmm. Give me, like, even just, like, a carbon copy yeah. of just some bullshit-ass game Yeah, that's Evolve concept. I'd be all about it. Right. It's just, the closest thing I can think of is Dead by Daylight. Yeah. And I don't really fuck with Dead by Daylight. Me neither. I don't either. Um, it's the same thing. That is the closest. You're right. That's the closest. Yeah. There's another game that has like a spooky game that just came out that's similar where the monster, though, it's like it's the opposite of Evolve. Whereas like you're supposed to hunt the monster. This is like the monster hunts you. So it's like Dead by Daylight. Okay. But the monster cannot see anything and only uses sound. So like when... What's it called? Fuck, man. Is it that, not that phasma. It's not phasmophobia. No, it's not okay. phasmophobia. And it's because you're literally the mon. Like you play as the monster. And yeah. I gotta remember, guys in chat. If you guys can remember what this game is called, so sit here and stutter like an idiot. What's this game called, dude? It's so basically what it is the monster's blind, and the mo- like okay. you can you can barely see shit. Like as when you play as the monster, you can't see shit. And then um. Let me see if I can find this blind mon. Let me see blind monster game. Let's just fucking Google that. <laughs> I literally just typed in, in "gamer, you're a monster hunting people." <laughs> in silence. Okay, let me pull this up. I'm gonna pull this up. It's called In Silence. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this full screen so you get an idea of what this looks like. Here we go. So you play as four people. Your goal is to like get the fuck out. So your goal yeah. is to to escape. So that makes noise, and you have to be quiet. The monster. There's microphone audio count. Huh? Everything counts, I think. Oh, I'd be fucked. So this is kind of like Evolve, but. So this is the monster. You don't really see anything, you just hear things. There's gotta be some, like, visual cues, though, right? There's, like, nothing. The monster looks scary as shit, though. You did a good job, the monster. Just taking out heads and shit. Why the fuck aren't we playing this? Yeah. This is this is the game. 
This is the closest match to the game. So like, here's all right. I think this is uh, what the gameplay looks like potentially. No, this is just little games like evolve. <clears throat> it's kind of like that, but in silence. Okay, big shot in silence, and like, all right. When you're the monster, here's the UI. So when you're the monster, you get alerted on potential sounds that are places, and you get three attacks. So like, okay. you can't really see the attack. The attacks are behind. Oh gosh, I'll hide your real quick. So. Like the attacks, you get three attacks or whatever. So you only get alerted to what the sounds are, and that's it. And then your goal is to, and then as the person, you can either like get like pick up gas, fix a vehicle, and then you fix the vehicle and you get the fuck out. Your goal is to get out if you're the, the person. You can set traps. If somebody dies, they become a rat. I don't know why, but they become a rat. And you just like, you, your goal is to walk around. You, you, I don't think you could run very fast. You just like walk around, and if you get caught, you die. Like, that's it. You turn to a rat. I don't know why these screenshots give me like big Alan Wake vibes. It's very much, it, yeah, it's a good call. It does feel like Alan Wake. Uh, Hunt John Krasinski in Quiet Place. Exactly. Yeah. This is like Quiet Place, but they just called it in silence. They made it playable. But apparently, it's, it's, apparently it's good. Apparently, we should play. Uh, so I'm gonna be doing a, a 24 hour soon. By the way, I already can bust uh, out the Twitch account. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> so when we do that, uh, I'm thinking about doing a spooky game, and this might be it. Maybe try. Yeah, it's only 10 bucks. It's cheap. It's cheap. Play as the monster. Have some fun. Spook it up, bro. But yeah, evolve. What's another game type that I wish that you wish could have come out? Like, I'll say the first one I'm thinking of is Wildstar. That MMO, people slept on that MMO, bro. It it had action combat, raids, yeah. parties, solo dungeons that you could do. It had, you can build any class you wanted. So you can make a healer DPS melee, or you can make a, a ranged mage, or you can do a ranged melee, which is like weird. Like you can do whatever you want. Um, it just, and great build it kind of felt looked like uh art style was very much futuristic like world of warcraft so like art okay. style is really cool yeah. um just fucking shit the bed I don't, you know like it sucks man they're actually now they're building speaking of which they're actually they're making a fan-made version where they got the source code and they got the go-ahead from the developers to just like crowdsource it and try and make it again no shit. Yeah, so they're working on it. But what's like a game that's like that? Like that you wish that you played the shit at ton of, but just kind of died. So there's no like particular, like I would say genre in particular. Where there's a game that I played the most and just died. Because the games I play the most of are like shooters. Yeah. And quite frankly, those will never go anywhere. I think they're all going downhill, hmm. um, which pisses me off. I've always wished for. Not to bring it back up, but like in Destiny 2, during the multiplayer like beta that they had, I would say that the set weapons and it was just who was better, I thoroughly enjoyed. That's the most fun I've had in D2 PvP. Mm -hmm. There's games out there like that right now, like Counter-Strike, um, which I, f I can't stand. I don't like having to adjust my aim when I'm shooting. Yeah, I'm here to play a game, not some realism shit but if there was anything i could bring back as far as like a specific like a very niche subject of a game or genre of a game mm -hmm. would be underground street racing mm -hmm. from like need for speed underground 2 
to Need for Speed Carbon, those three being Underground 2, Most Wanted, and Carbon, mm-hmm. um, I would want back. Okay. What was they the They did a appeal? lot of remixes. The appeal is it. So, like, I like car racing games. I don't like Forza. Um, yeah. I don't like Gran Turismo. I think they're great. I think they're beautiful. And I think that's great if you want a sim racing game. But I like the arcade racing game. I like the being able to turn around a corner doing 200 miles an hour, drifting in a fucking Honda Accord. prelude, yeah. you know, just fucking <laughs> whipping it for no goddamn reason with underglow and shit, getting chased by the cops. Right. Um, I think Heat, Need for Speed Heat was the closest. When I say Need for Speed Heat, the online aspect of it was the closest I think we'll ever come to that feeling again. Hmm. But it, it just felt like... I like the the feeling of being non-sanctioned, like not, oh, like in Horizon, for example, you're going to a sanctioned race thing. Um, you're going and participating in like legal events. You're not getting chased by the cops. You right. have to break in a certain aspect to make the turn good. And like, I get why that's appealing to those who want to race and do it that kind of legitimate way. Right. But if you're like me and you want a Honda Supra or a fucking Toyota Supra, uh, you know, Honda NSX or Acura NSX, Mazda RX-7, and you just want to fucking just gun it doing drift trials, you know, at nighttime, shit like that. I mean, Heat's the only option, and it's a good one. Heat's phenomenal. Right. Um, I've maxed out the cars in that game. I have the fastest fucking car you can get. I've played with, like, the, literally the build that I made, Zion, and, like, all of them built the exact same car because it's the fastest fucking option. Right. It's one of the old Porsches in the game it's it's great but i hate that there's only one option for it yeah i don't like that it's just need for speed i love need for speed it's arguably my favorite game series of all time yeah um but i don't it pisses me off i would say that and uh a silver bullet punch at battlefield not bad company one and two because i personally wasn't a big fan of those mm-hmm. but going back to battlefield three battlefield four um I was super excited for Battlefield 2042. And then I was like reading more about it. And I don't like how insert like I get it some game modes, but the mix of like old and new. Yeah. I think it's fucking dumb. Why would I ever want to have like an M1 Grant versus an M4? It, right. Like, why, why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Wait, so um, uh, and Zion was trying to explain this again on a couple, like two podcasts ago. And he was saying that. They have these game modes where you like will play one game mode and you'll be in the future. You'll play one game mode where you're just you're like you said, like M1 Grand. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like why? Yeah. Like like just choose one lane or the other at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't please everybody because you're gonna come out with a shit game. Right. You can't focus on one fucking thing and nail it down. And if you if you get it right, everybody who wants that style of game will play it because you've you've killed it. Yeah. But if you make a game spanning, you know, six different fucking wars, 80 fucking years, you're not going to nail any of it because your time is too much focused splitting on and making sure everything is just okay. Yeah. And not one thing is great and or everything is great. Balancing all that is going to be a nightmare. How nightmare. can you? Yeah. There's no way. I mean, how, you can't balance an M1 and an M4 or a fucking, you know, whatever the Abrams tank is versus single World War II panzer tank. You just, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool concept. It's a great idea, but it should have stayed an idea. Yeah. At at no point do I think anybody had asked for World War Two versus futuristic guns. Right. Yeah. Why would that even be a thing? And it doesn't even make sense because even logistically, 
obviously we've gotten better at war as we've continued to progress in the timeline. Like, why would why would anybody think that you're gonna have a better option? You know, like you're gonna have a chance. Right. <laughs> like, World War Two weapons versus today. Like, you're not gonna, dude. Almost any time there's a World War One, World War Two game. I'm just, I, I'm done. I don't care. Yeah. I'll play a Vietnam game simply because nobody fucking touches that that war. Right. Nobody wants like, to. I, I get, I, I can kind of get why people don't, sure, but at the same time, you're making Nazis in video games. You're making all of this shit. Like, yeah, you can stand on the ethical high ground of oh, we're not going to touch the war, but there's so much bad shit goes out there. GTM beating hookers and shooting kids. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. And and if you're gonna make a Vietnam game and you don't have CCR in it. Frankly, I don't fucking want it then. Yeah, who does? That's the if whole point. Fortunate Son isn't playing on the title screen. Is it really Vietnam? What if GTA made a Vietnam War game? Open world. I for starters, I'd be just very confused. Imagine <laughs> though, like you can steal like a like a helicopter. And this is gonna sound terrible, but like you like, like or you can play as a Viet Cong. Like why don't they do? Okay, if you're gonna make a Vietnam game, why don't you make it where you you're the, you play as a Viet Cong? Because they're not gonna make a game where you're killing Americans. They do it all the time. They make games where you play as a Nazi. For, Didn't... I mean, yeah, like COD touches it. Yeah, like, they touch all the, it. Other World War II games do. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I think it's just because it's probably Vietnam, and it's such a dark. It is dark. That's true. Space in the American War. Yeah, yeah. People aren't going to want to touch it. No, they're going to get like the also, feedback. Yeah, terrible war, but the soundtrack for Vietnam. It's on point. Let's be honest. Literally. Some of the best music out there. Might be the best war in terms of soundtracks. That's <laughs> <laughs> the sound revolution. Yeah. Terrible war. Great soundtrack. All right. Like uh, Apocalypse yeah. Now kills it. Like you hear like uh, the doors. This is the end. Boom, boom, boom. Like... Come on, but, man. Uh, but even go with that, like media, every media will touch Vietnam except for games. Why? That's true. But games are like I always love games because games are like a, a like a like a piece of artwork that you get to interact in. You know, it's a new way, it's a new form of storytelling, and I all think they can they can capture it in a in a movie, but it's always going to have like a political or uh, biased shift before their target audience. Like you, all right. For example, if like movies, right? The U.S. military and movies are linked really closely. If there's a war movie that comes out, it's getting backed like funding by the military. You really think they're going to be funding like a Vietnam War where you know, absolutely not. Like Viet Cong are winning. Like they're not. They're not going to do that. That propaganda. It's not going to happen. So game developers can be like. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, like we're not from America, or you know, like I can see a European video game company, but like, oh, fucking Americans, like you know, like they can make it. It would make Give more me sense. Give a Russian game company to do it. Probably, I think they would. 100%. Just to watch the fucking people lose their shit. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I want it. I want it so goddamn bad. Uh, all right, that's a million dollar idea. So if the game developers out there, you can hit us up. Uh, just uh... if you need consultants on the <laughs> Vietnam War, ask us thirty and thirty-two year old. We'll be right Who's there. Just a fifteen-minute conversation about gravity bongs to yeah. be your consultants <laughs> on how to make a good we, game. We know how to make good games here. You know that's how we roll. We we pride ourselves that on the less than average podcast. 
You know, I bet my listeners that are over in India are very confused right now. We, you know, over... Uh, guys, thank... big. This is not a joke. Like, big fucking shout out to y'all for listening. It's crazy. Over half our listeners are from over there. So, kudos to you. No shit. Not joking. Yeah. Literally over half our listeners. That's like, fantastic. 55%. Well, thank you to all of his international listeners. Yeah, appreciate you guys, man. But you guys want to make that game, go for it. We'll consult. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got your I'll back. get you high in the process. We'll get you. All yeah. I need is a paint bucket and a two-liter Mountain Dew. <laughs> You're going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to the moon, son, dude. People don't realize it's kind of funny how like it's weird how gaming has evolved since like when we were younger. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's weird to see i still have flashbacks to where i had to hide being a world of warcraft player from like my like when i was on football like my football team like they're like what are you doing tonight i was like oh, i'm just gonna go hang out and and then i'd be like at home like nerding it up you know what i'm saying yeah um i saw this clip it kind of reminds me of this like henry cavill plays warhammer in world of warcraft and he gets ragged on by the media all the time Every time he does it, like a like a quite literally Superman, literally Superman, and playing World of Warcraft and Warhammer, and every time he goes on to like a like a I don't know like a late night show, he's always getting ragged on for it. it just remi- it reminds me like the older generation still thinks that video games are shit, and it's kind of funny like we're in the middle. Like obviously anybody who's like when I used to teach kids to play music, all of them play video games. It was like totally normal. It was like no problem. But, you know, I still have this unrealistic fear. Like, if I play World of Warcraft, I'm like, ooh, I have to hide it from people. I have to hide the nerdy. So I never felt the need to... I've always been on the mindset, if you don't like me, fuck it, whatever, I don't yeah, care. Feel that. So I've never, like, hid if I was playing a game or anything. Except for Viva Pinata when it was free on the Xbox. I didn't tell a single soul <laughs> about that fucking game. <laughs> because, like, how do you how do you come back from that? You, you can't. Know? You just, you can't. You can't come back from Viva Pinata. Um, you can't. A good fucking game though. It's a blast. Um, Never played. But it. I would say the older generation is somewhat right because a lot of the younger generation, like those younger than us, aren't learning things outside of gaming. Mm. It's all of their free time is devoted to that. Right. So there's no, you know, outside of school, which does teach you some good and important things. I don't think it teaches you like. Not life lessons. I don't yeah. think that's an accurate term. But like how to do shit. Yeah. And if all of your free time is spent behind a screen, when it comes time for adulting, you are severely underprepared for the things that you will actually encounter as an adult. Right. And I think in that single aspect, I totally get like the hatred against video games. But at the same time, why do I give a shit? How hmm. someone else spends their time. 100%. I don't. It doesn't affect me. They can't change a tire. That doesn't mean that I have to go change it for them. Right. They can't do that. It doesn't, it doesn't put it on me. In fact, I would say it almost benefits the businesses that have to do that kind of stuff. Right. Um. Oh, dude. People. It's so funny that there's like this the do it yourself generation. Right. But on the same time. And this is. For any of my boomers out there, man, I'm not hating on y'all, but you don't understand, like, 
how much shit has happened to a single generation and the amount of coping that most of us are doing on a daily basis. And then imagine the futility of seeing the older, like if you're a Zoomer, you see the older generation just struggle busting and you're like, oh, 10 years, that's me. Like the amount of coping they're probably doing like is probably far exceeds any of that, like what we dealt with. Uh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom very quickly. Okay, cool. I'm gonna talk mad shit about boomers. So that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Easy targets. Um, all right, chat. Do you guys get what I'm saying here? I'm, this is not a hatred on boomers, right? It's just a different. It's a it's a cultural difference, right? It's a cultural difference. Um, but one thing I always hate the argument against video games that I think is the the stupidest argument against video games, like, oh. You're wasting all your time. Um, like, I grew up... When I grew up, dude... People were like, oh, you're wasting all your time. But then these are the same people that would be out at bars till 3 a.m. Doing... Just drinking, doing the same... Like, doing nothing. They, It's not like you're doing anything at these bars. And, and they were always coming up, well, we were networking and socializing. Like, bitch, that's what we were doing on gaming. You act like we weren't socializing. I built an entire business built off gaming. People are getting paid millions of dollars off of gaming. Now, at the time when I was growing up, that was unheard of. People weren't making money in video games. Unless you were a video game developer, you weren't making games. You weren't making money. So I get what they were saying. But it's like, you know, okay, for the boomer generation, the greatest generation, for example, thought the boomers were lazy because they were working too much or they didn't have enough, like, machine jobs. Like, there's always something. Always. Vaughn, what I was saying, like, so... Boomer generation, you know, yeah. even they get shit on by the greatest generation because, like, oh, those those darn kids just watch TV and go to the movies, and, and you know they hang out with Susie Lou, you know, out there at the car park. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were angry, but then again, even the greatest generation was getting shit on shit on by the gilded generation because all they all they do is listen to radio, and you know, like they only work forty hours a week. Those fuckers, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always gonna be some of that shit. Damn it, so, Susie Lou. Exactly, Susie Lou. Fuck her. <laughs> not to, to stir the pot upon <laughs> the elder generations, but why do we refer to a generation that has historically not been that great as the greatest generation? Just saying. I mean, I think most of the greatest generation are dead, so I think we talk about them right at this point. It kind of is what it is. Fair. <laughs> it is what it is. That always kind of kind of kind of irked me to a certain extent people are like oh respect your elders absolutely yeah you absolutely should agree with that um but i don't think that you should ignore a lot of the things that have gone bad with the elder generation 100 percent like dude the number one thing that the number one thing i dislike about the boomer generation and this is probably I, this is just the number one thing in my brain like when i think about it this is what irks me the most you they got handed the keys to the castle basically like they didn't have to rebuild industry during the wartime after world war ii they got handed that afterwards and then they systematically put bars in place that were completely created by them into these industries to make everything harder for everybody else like generation x really got the short end of the stick and they got stuck in middle management because of it and then generation x had us had millennials and Ooh. and then so they were stuck in middle management not able to move up because of the 
systems in place. Budgeting was shit. They destroyed the stock market four times. <laughs> they, they, they destroyed the housing market. And then now that they're now that they're, you know, retiring and getting of age, now they're like, well, you guys are just lazy now. It's like, bitches, y'all did y'all had it easy. We're having to rebuild. We're basically the new greatest. We're rebuilding all your stupid shit that you fucked up from getting handed the keys to the castle. Like you burnt it down. <laughs> we gotta rebuild. You know? So Here's a question that I want you to think about for a second before you answer. Uh -huh. If you had to come back in this world mm -hmm. and you had to eliminate one of the following that you would be in, okay. you could either be dirt poor, mm -hmm. middle class, or very rich. And if you eliminate, let's say, rich, you'd either be middle class or dirt poor. Okay. So you don't, you're not guaranteed one of them. You just eliminate one and then whichever one else you get. Okay. It's a 50-50 chance of which one you would you would select or which one you would get. Okay. Well, what class would you eliminate? Oh, you'd 100 percent It's not even thought. I would 100 percent get rid of dirt poor. Absolutely not. Middle class. No, absolutely not. Here's why I'd eliminate middle class. Okay. All because right. if you're rich, you don't have anything to worry about. You right. have all the money to supply everything you need. Okay. If you're dirt poor, you get subsidies. You get food stamps. You get rent assistance. You get state insurance. You get all that shit. If you're middle class, you get fucking nothing. You just have to struggle. No, I don't agree. I would eliminate middle class. I was dirt poor. I'm telling you, I don't agree. I lived in a I car. Mean, I, I've yeah. been there as well. Dude, it, I'm telling you, it's, the, it's not that you... I would be poor over middle class. Oh, 100% not. 100 Absolutely. it's i mean i i'm not i agree with what Prozac said it's good points i hear what you're saying but i think what you're missing is the experience of both like if you're super wealthy you definitely don't have to worry about anything because you don't have to worry about a goddamn anything. thing but i remember being poor not knowing where my next meal was and that's an existential human like oh shit it's cold outside how am i gonna stay warm right. it's not about it, it's not like you know what i'm saying like it's like the experience. I do agree with you. Like you get subsidies and stuff like that. I guess I gotta re-toggle the question to not yeah. being dirt poor. Yeah. And just being like living poor. living paycheck to paycheck, I would still say it's not dirt poor, but like dirt poor, like if you're worried about where your next meal is coming, it's a whole different level of stress. Yeah, I mean that's very different. Whole but different I would level still I'd I think even with that, I'd still eliminate middle class. You think so? I do. Because you make too much money to qualify for everything, but you don't make enough to really see the benefits of having money. Hmm. It's almost, I would say it's more expensive to be middle class than it is to be any other class. Because you don't get help with anything. And if hmm. you're rich, it doesn't fucking matter because fuck it, whatever. Yeah, 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 you got it. the money. Yeah, you can do what you want. Yeah. But it's more expensive to have a little bit of money than it is to have none. Hmm. I think I broke the system because I'm on paper poor but i own my own business so i just pay with things through the business as an expense and don't come yeah. after me for taxes because i'm spending it on on business shit uh but at the same time it's like that gives me a little bit of a middle ground you know now it's kind of the point. smartest thing one can do do everything through like by no means am i going to offer any advice to anybody in this podcast yeah this but is for the... not a lot of money you could start an llc and for not a lot of money you could write off a lot of shit you can be a consultant but just be very bad at consulting yeah just saying sometimes you can be but i mean i you already know we've talked about this i run my own business so i have a lot of business expenses so on paper like i don't bring in a lot of money but the bills get paid you know what i'm saying so it's like i get to pay right. my bills i make enough to pay the bills but like if I need to get uh you know 
I spend some money on advertising for the stream, if I need to upgrade equipment, or if I need to, like a part of my electric bill comes out of it, you know, that kind of shit. Like I can do little things like that. So it's kind of like a little break in the system. But if I was like a middle manager, 40 hour a week, nine to five person making 3K a month, and 2k of that is all bills and the rest of that is nothing and then that also gets taxed to shit and back you know you're really just you're you're middle class poor at that point because you literally have 200 300 bucks in your pocket at the end of the day and you can't make more because you make more you get taxed harder and you can't make less because then you have to you won't be able to support your bills so you get stuck in like a like a middle class hell at that yeah. point you know it's just a cycle of fuck yeah i do i do agree with that i think that fucking sucks but the, here's the other side of it though being poor made me like and here's the thing i want to be very clear i had i had a weird childhood i we had feast and famine in when my childhood like we had really good times because my, my mom was a real estate agent so we'd have really good times and then we'd have subsequent really shitty times especially after 2008 shit went yeah. real oh, south yeah. real yeah, south yeah. like so it was like this feast or famine mentality. Um, but when shit was down, shit was down, you know? And that helped me understand, though, number one, what it's going to take. Like, you become much more... Like, I look at my house, like, where I'm sitting right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I fucking did this, bitch. Like, you know, like, you have, like, a yeah, more appreciation. Absolutely. Where if you kind of grow up in, the like, in a middle-class family, it's just kind of there. It's, like, the standard that you're used to. Right. Whereas if you don't have it, you're like, oh, like, okay. Like, this is a king of the castle, king of the castle. Then nice. You know, like, it's very much, like, that kind of feeling. But if you're super rich, that's why a lot of people get that silver spoon mentality. Because they're so used to a certain lifestyle right that anything underneath that is like not worth it you know you hear horror stories about hollywood kids who are like fucking insane you know like they're crazy people because they grew yeah, up with yeah. money you know they're insane i think the best thing that got happened to everybody to the country as a whole is everybody experiences a year having nothing yeah because i think once you have more you will be so much more grateful for mm -hmm. the things that you have and I think that you'd be willing to help others who don't have it because you know what that's like and you don't think anybody should be there. I think the problem is that people who have money, like just the filthy rich, mm -hmm. who don't donate to charities or don't donate their time or, or do anything along that nature, they don't actually understand. And they just view people as unmotivated or mm -hmm. unwilling to learn a certain task or, you know, not willing to do certain things. And that's just not true. Yeah, they absolutely are willing to do it. And it's just that the opportunities aren't there because of their current situation. 100%. But if you were if you've experienced that, you would have known like you would know that and you would help create those opportunities. 100 percent, dude. And another thing uh, to add to that, I think everybody should travel. There's there's a oh, large yeah. portion of the of America that has never been outside of America. And it shows a giant portion, because if you ever go to somewhere where there's real poverty, I mean, you could go yeah. see real poverty in like, uh, like the Appalachia. Like, there's real poverty. I mean, you can go to any big city, and there's real poverty there. But I'm saying, like, if you go to entire countries that are impoverished, yet so grateful for what they do have, that's such would, an eye-opening experience for people. I, I would say yes. There's real poverty in large cities, and yes, you can experience that in America. But kind of as you're saying, like, you can't. You don't really understand real poverty 
because you'll see a homeless person when you're in New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's terrible, but you're riding what? A country's multi-billion dollar underground subway system to take you from one place to the next. You can go to this high-class restaurant. Um, like when I was in New York, I went there for the first time a couple of months ago for my birthday. Absolutely fell in love with the city. Mm-hmm. Everything about it. But I also realized like that is the culmination of just so much shit. You know, a lot of it is built, unfortunately, in the backs of people who were taking advantage of and are still taking advantage of. But yeah, until you leave and go somewhere, I think South America and Central America would be a great place for people to visit. I went to Guatemala when I was a teenager and worked at an orphanage there and worked at a language school. And when you're young and impressionable, seeing how life can be outside of your country is a huge awakening to... Like, not not how lucky you are to be poor in America. Yeah. But how lucky you are to have the opportunity to make it here. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would safely say, and there's other countries I like more than the U.S., like Switzerland, Sweden, a yeah. lot of the Scandinavian Nordic countries, excluding Switzerland, which isn't Nordic. Um, There's no better place that really you could be lucky enough to make a dream come true. Right. I think the bottom no line more, standard of living here is still higher than a giant yeah. majority of countries. Being broke here and being broke there is vastly different. Way different. Because um, you still get help here if you're broke. And like places that are willing to take you in and help you get on your feet. Other places just don't necessarily have that. Mm-hmm. If you're broke, it's just bad fucking sucks. Join the club. You know? Get it together. Yeah. People, I, people don't realize. I think this is not being. Uh, this is just real life, people. Like I want to put that out there. Like, um, I went to. I've been. A, I've been a lot of places. Very lucky. I've traveled a lot. Um, my wife and I have done a great job at saving money for big trips to go do things. But my wife is. She used to teach. Same thing. English. Um, hers wasn't Guatemala. Hers was. Um, I think Belize. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong, dear. Um, but she did that as like a summer trip. They would do that for like a couple of months here and there. Uh, yeah. She also did a trip to Africa as well. I think she went to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin that. One. I think I can't remember where that was, but regardless. So she's done. So she's seen that where it's like, people don't understand like the basic infrastructure here, like the roads, most of the roads are paved, you know, like that's a luxury in other countries, even just the roads being paved. Because there's so much corruption in some of these countries that the funds oh, yeah. that are supposed to go to roads don't actually go there. The same is true for food. The same is true for drinking water. Like, people don't understand, like, true poverty. Like, like when I was living in a car, I slept at a beach access so I could still take showers because there was public water. So, like, even me living in a car, I could still get around. I was in a car. Like, most people could only dream of owning a car. They, they'd use their Lamborghinis everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like... You know, <laughs> so I would, yeah. I mean, no, that's a valid point. Like, even if you don't have it here, there's still so many luxuries that you don't realize that you have available to you. Yeah. As, like, I don't understand why people get mad about how much money us as a country give away towards aid to other countries. Like, yeah, it's a lot of money. And, like, I get the standpoint of we could use that in other places. But, like, you don't realize how good you have it and how many other places actually need assistance and i hate one thing that pisses me off the most is if oh why are we giving it to there i need this well you have this this and this which they don't 
Exactly. Why don't we all get to one playing field, and then from there we can work on other standpoints. Yeah. Because we all bleed red. We all come from the same place. We all live on the same planet. Why don't we try and fix everything first? Why right. don't we try and make sure everybody has a standard, and then from there we can work on getting you whatever the fuck you feel like you need. Yeah. But those are the That's same people that get mad because they're water. exactly fucking right, dude. And those are the same people that go to a restaurant and like my food is like lukewarm. You know, oh, shut the oh. shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. I I've only one time in my life have I ever not tipped somebody from going to a restaurant, and it was I went to Applebee's, <laughs> Great American Establishment. Thank you, Applebee's. When it opened at a local mall near my house. Uh huh. And I went there, and it was quite possibly the worst experience I've ever had at a restaurant. Right. We ordered our food. Our wages was just super rude, not attentive. We never got our food after like 30 minutes. And eventually, someone, another waitress came up and was like, hey, like, what can I do for you? And we're like, we just want to leave. Like, just yeah, we'll pay for what we ordered yep. because we ordered it. We didn't get it, but like, that's not the point. Right. I, I just want to get out. Yeah. She ended up bringing us her food. We asked the other waitress not to serve us again. Um, I tipped the person who ended up helping us. So I guess I did tip in the end. Right. Um, but it has to be like astronomical. Oh, to yeah. Not be a fucking person. I don't know. Like. Right. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, I've. Uh, there's a running joke and anybody who's in chat or anybody who's listening, like everybody should work in the service industry at least once because it's fucking nightmare. So after, you know, but I'm the same as you, like every little thing that kind of sucks is still not as shitty. Like I just remind, you know, because I have those experiences. I'm like, you know, right. it's, it's, it is what it is. Like, whatever. Like, what am I going to do? Like, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. It sucks. But whatever. Like I would never in a million years like be angry at somebody about like my food's running late like people get like legit angry you know what the funny part is too and um this is one of the reasons like the only reasons you're seeing a lot of people like you know they see the karen videos or whatever right yeah the vast majority are boomers why do you think that is like this and they you know it's like the the entitlement because I don't think they realize at least a lot of them. No, this is not, this is a very broad brush. I'm not saying if you're listening and you're over the age of 65, like I, I get Fuck it. You. It might not be I'm you. Just, I'm just kidding. Right? I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> you might be like really chill. I fucking get it, right? But you know, there's a large majority who feel like you know uh, what's that uh, uh, JG Wentworth type commercial 877 cash now now. i want my cash now like you know there's a whole generation who grew up on fast credit fast food fast cash fast everything and if it doesn't happen right now you're gonna throw a hissy fit and it's it the rest of the generations are laughing at you because we realize like uh, we're lucky to have what we got man it's been fucking rough it's not been easy for a lot of people (laughs) it's been fucking rough like we didn't have good years to like base it off of it's been pretty like 90s were the last nostalgia age everything else has been shit since then (laughs) i would uh it's a terrible time i would almost say as someone who's gone through some basic and who's gone through all of it i think everybody once you reach the age of 18 should go through basic training. I don't think you need to join the military. I understand yeah. if you want to afterwards, that's fine. But really, you don't. And that was a big eye opener for me when I was 18, when I came back, was just how 
lucky you are to do certain things. When you have all of that taken away, when you have no choice in the matter, how a lot of places unfortunately are, mm-hmm. like you realize how lucky you are to go outside for a walk and just feel safe. Go outside yep. and do everything. And I think, you know, even as I said earlier, everybody needs to be broke for a little while. Even if you took that away and just everybody needs to go through that, no matter what class you are, mm-hmm. rich, poor, middle, whatever, go through the three to six months of that you know one time in your life that'll change a lot of shit 100 the fact that it's only i would say primarily those who join the military would be from lower income areas because they view it as an opportunity as a way to get out of that situation yep while a it absolutely can be i do think it should be mandatory for everybody over the age of 18 i don't care male female status of rich poor broke whatever you're gonna spend six months you're gonna do this afterwards you don't have to stay you're free to go do whatever the fuck you want but you're gonna do this because it teaches so many lessons Mm -hmm. you know aside from teamwork camaraderie everybody's fucking equal at the end of the day you're all people Pushing yourself um, and disciplining yourself and learning how the, the boundaries of what your human body can actually do. Yeah, learning what you're truly capable of if you work, as, if you put your mind to it, if you work as a team, how great you think this can be. Yeah. There are so many things that we could do I, that would, I would add such an impact. I would add basic training or public service like, um, uh, like blue, like, like work for the red cross or something you know what i'm saying like it could either be you go help you you join basic training for that discipline aspect or right you have to go build wells somewhere or you, My ha- you know what i'm saying like with the red like doing a red cross sort of thing is that well it does still teach you valuable lessons absolutely as far as like making an impact on someone else i don't think it has the same kind of impact on yourself as that would because you learn you like i feel like if you do, went to the red cross and did something it's oh i did this i did that not mm-hmm. oh this is what i learned about me right well the only pushback i'd have on that when it comes to basic training just in your scenario one of the reasons that the military works so well is be because it's a volunteer only service so the people that go in have a mindset of that, like, I'm going to go do something greater than myself. If you're born and you have to just like, hey, at 18, your ass is going that way. Um, The the standard of training might not be what we experienced. And and that's very true. But I don't think, my only counter, counter argument to that is I don't think everybody who joins, I would say even the majority of that is with the mindset of I want to do something better than what I'm at. Yeah. I think it's just I want to get out of the hole that I'm in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's the out. Yeah. Because other options, unfortunately, aren't there. Yeah. And I do, I will agree that I, don't, I think the standard of training will go, unfortunately, down. Mm-hmm. But it is, I would say, it is mandatory to go, but it's voluntary to stay once you're done. So those who, still the same concept, okay, so you've done this, you've gone through this, mm-hmm. you want to stay? Great, now we'll move forward this. I think it'll have a lot of benefits, 
I do think it would have some negatives as well. It's not just a complete yeah. positive thing. Yeah. Absolutely, as you're saying, the, the status or the level of competent training, I think, would go down. Mm -hmm. um, however, I think the impact of the good would outweigh the bad. Oh, I agree with that. No, I think that it would be a net positive, 100%. I think it would be a net positive. Because then you know, like, I love, especially, you know, you could come from a million-dollar home and still have to do your service and there'd be a yeah. much there'd be a much more appreciation of like i did something crazy you know i had to i had I, whether mandatory or not i still had to do something crazy at right. 18 um that gave me options i might not have or at least see how other people are living i think just being forced to stay with somebody in a barracks room and learn them in and out like you know marine corps basic uh, they call it basic called boot camp but boot camp is three months and you learn everybody you know all yeah. of them. You know every single person. You know all of their backstory. You know who they are. They help literally carry you sometimes. You help carry them physically and mentally sometimes. You know, literally yeah. push each other, uh, and and while at the main time, the same time pushing yourself. Uh, but everybody was there, especially in the Marine Corps. It's like Marine Corps is different. I would not. I would say if everybody was going to do training, I would say your best bet I would is say to, army. I would say Marine Corps training. The only reason why I would defer that, because if I'm going to have one standard of training go down, I don't want it to be the Marines. Right. That's true. Okay. That's fair. Okay. In your in your, in your your realm, yes. If I was going to say there's only one style of training, we're going to take your concept and we're going to say it's one style of training. It's literally just the, the boot camp training of today. And that, that's the standard. It stays that way. The Marines. Absolutely. Because in the Marine Corps, there's no contact with the outside world except for the letters. You don't get – there's yep. no days off. There's no time off. It's completely scheduled. All, all, all the weeks are scheduled. You know exactly what's supposed to happen every single day, and the the intensity is so harsh and it's such a such a, a mind fuck that you can't come on the other side not changed. You just can't. Yeah. Whereas I would be like, I remember I was in Missouri uh, at Fort Leonard Wood for a little while, and Fort that's Lost where Lost in the Woods. Fort Lost in the Woods, man, and. Um, when we were out there, I saw how there's a army AIT, and people were like, like on their phones on the week. They had like weekends off, just chilling, just eating Pizza Hut. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is this? What the fuck is this? Like, y'all get treated like humans? What? What is this? <laughs> the only, the only one I would want nobody to go through would be Air Force. Oh uh, yeah, That's a... because it, it's, it just be living good. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah. little PT in the morning, a little snake at night. A little bike ride, a little lobster check bisque. In, check into the Hilton afterwards. <laughs> a little <laughs> lobster bisque in the afternoon with my cup of tea. <laughs> lobster bisque isn't hot. It's so rough here. <laughs> we're in the dude. I remember somebody in the Air Force said they were living in the field. They were living in a in a in a uh, aircraft like bay. <laughs> no, they were in an aircraft bay, and that was their field. They're sleeping on cots in the aircraft field. I was like. Bitch, I was sleeping in the dirt <laughs> in the li and literally surrounded in a field. Like, that's why it was called the field. Like, you sleeping and going to the chow hall for lunch is not the field. <laughs> like, it's, so it's rough out here. <laughs> I went to a two-star hotel. Okay, it was rough. It's not rough. President said, I was in six years Air Force active duty and spent a year in Afghanistan. See, that's a little different. At least you, that's... I am thankful for anybody who has enlisted and who has gone through and done it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And We're I just... thank you, Prozac, for signing up and spending a year of your life in 
what I can only imagine is not a great place. No, but we got to rag on you a bit because I've that been to your barracks. <laughs> I've been to your barracks. As someone who enlisted in the army, as someone who's been in the Marine Corps, we call you the chair force for a reason. Yeah, like my my barracks had no AC and rats. And I went to your barracks okay. and each of you have... Okay, I'm just saying, our... That's rough, dude. It was fucking <laughs> rough. Marine Corps gets nothing, dude. We get fucking nothing. The Navy... That's rough. <laughs> the Navy takes all of the money. Okay, I was in Okinawa. It had no AC. I came back from a field op and all of my uniforms had mold growing on it because the AC was out for the entire month that we were gone. Literally. Like... Our, their way of fixing it was to mop the floor of all the water from the condensation on the walls. Like, it was a nightmare. Speaking of mopping, when I was in... So, I was in Fort Knox, Kentucky. I was the last basic class to go through who wasn't a 19 kilo, which was the tanker mm -hmm. uh, MOS. That's where you shoot... Uh, Fort Knox is also where you can shoot a lot of artillery, which is great. Yeah. Um, so, I was the last, like, standard basic class to go through there. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot what I was fucking saying. And yeah, mopping. Um, there was a person who had mixed pine saw and bleach when they were mopping. Trying to make chlorine gas? Yeah, and ended up <laughs> passing out. And we had to call fucking like EMS. And the person was like, I didn't know that I couldn't do this. I'm like, yeah, no, you're gone. You can't. You're too fucking dumb to be here. You can't. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. This is this is stupid. You're absolutely out. Yeah. Also, I will state. So when I was younger, my dream was to always be like an army ranger. Mm -hmm. It was the pinnacle. It was what I wanted to do. Absolutely. The amount of rangers that I saw who had just become like DIs mm -hmm. really kind of killed the. Uh, the not the mountain that I put them on, but the the pedestal, yeah, that I had placed having that ranger take on mm -hmm. to be like rangers like lead it, the way, yeah, to go from like the best of the best before I knew what, like Green Beret, and, right? Like, right, sp actual special forces was, um, like it was just like just a heartbreak. After learning that though, I will state that the what I view as the most badass people on the planet are the Air Force para-rescue jumpers. Hell yeah. Shout out to um, them. Because those motherfuckers are crazy. There's some balls, dude. To be like, yeah, we go in when nobody else will get you to get you out. Literally jump from a plane to come get you. Yeah. Yeah. The, like the Cedar training that they go through. Uh-huh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, yeah. Nah, I'm good. The most badass motherfuckers that nobody talks about are the Marsoc Marines. Nobody talks about them because they are literally one step away from basically being CIA. They are like when you when you hear of like recon and like 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 Marine Corps snipers and shit. Like yeah. these are those Marsoc Marines are like the the crazier cousins of Navy SEALs because that's so calm. And that's how would you Marsoc. compare them to Delta Force? Delta Force works in teams. Right. Whereas Marsoc sometimes have to work solo. Who would you say is the pinnacle out of all branches and all whatnot as like as an enemy of the state? Let's say if one thing was going to come at you, what do you think would be the most fearful? I think the most effective is Navy SEAL. 
Really? Because they they work in a team environment, that team environment trains in a team environment, and they're only used for specific, really high target, high risk scenarios. Marsoc yeah. Marines are there. You like they're like um, old school Marine Corps snipers, where you basically like you throw them a rifle and you're like, "Go that way and tell me everything you see. We'll see you in five months." Like they yeah. just kind of like go, and they're like, "They're ghosts. Yeah. They're just fucking gone." But they're not out there. Like I mean, they they do some some stuff, but like you send like the Navy SEALs. Not they have the perfect amount of funding, they have the perfect amount of ethos, they have the perfect amount of training. They train consistently. It's hard to get into, so it's still a pinnacle achievement. It's it's on par with Marsoc. Marsoc, and uh, if you look up Marsoc, go to YouTube, look up Marsoc training videos. They're very, very similar in training style. Right. It's just their objectives are different, and I feel like the Navy SEALs are way more effective. This is coming from a fucking Marine. Like, Mar I... I Marsoc Marines are crazy people. Like they probably got to be probably outside my house right now, like talking about them. Like they called, you know, like <laughs> they're sitting there watching me right now. But they are the most versatile in terms of they'll jump out of planes, they'll scuba, they'll, right. you know, what I'm saying they're, they're the most versatile force, and they can do a lot of damage with five people. You know, I would state that it's the Night Stalkers or like Delta Force. Um, really? Why Delta Force? Yeah, because you don't hear about the shit that they do. Ah, uh, okay. Like, unless you know, like, military shit, if you're like, oh, what do you know about Delta Force? Somebody's like, what the fuck is that? Like, no, like, people aren't going to know that it's a culmination of any branch, like, the best of the best, doing just what, like, the, the dirty shit. Yeah, like, the absolute, like, oh, that's definitely not okay to do shit. Um, and I think that that is very much the pinnacle of terrifyingness coming at me i would state because well, you, you don't even coming. you have no yeah, idea it's coming because they look like normal fucking people like they don't look like they're in the military just full men full-grown beards fucking long hair who are just there and rules i mean obviously rules of war still apply to an extent um it's like the rules of cheating and ain't cheating unless you're caught type thing happening right. here yeah um but like you don't hear about anything that they do you know that they're real if you have looked into that kind of shit, but like, there's no fucking, there's no story of, oh, Delta Force did this, Delta Force did that. You have Navy SEALs have done this. Marsoc, given all you don't hear shit on. Nothing. Um, I think there's a, there's might be a hundred Marsoc Marines at any given time, maybe, if you're lucky. Like, there's, yeah. it's a very small force because you have to realize the Marine Corps gets all of its funding from the Navy. We're a department of the Navy. So we only get, we get, the Marine Corps is notorious for getting scraps and turning it into a spear. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we get nothing and we still make shit work and do, like, we still get sent in first. But so when you get, you have to realize the pinnacle of, like, you, you put Marines here on a pedestal. Imagine what Marines put on a pedestal. We put Marsoc Marines on a pedestal. And, like, we have recon that are, like, crazy fucking people. But yeah. they even look up to Marsoc because you have to get hand selected for Marsoc. You have to survive the training. And I mean survive. Not like pass. Like you have to survive the training. And then when you survive the training, you just go ghost. Like, you, bye. Like, see ya. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're yeah. gone. Wherever you go, you're gone. Yeah. It's crazy. But that seems like what I didn't realize that Delta Force was a mixture of all the branches, best of the best. Yeah. So, like, the SEALs, I suppose, Marsoc, who I 
wasn't super familiar with um rangers fucking pararescue all of them like the creme de la creme will go into that which is a branch of i believe it's the army i think it's like, like the army intelligence or something i bet yeah something i think like so because the uh, so one thing the army does really well is like logistically you like the army is a logistical beast like they are they got their shit together um then it's like the, the cia of the army that's how I would reference them. That makes the most sense. You just you don't hear shit. They're um as Silver Bullet said, yeah, they're basically black ops. You yeah. don't you don't hear shit, but it's you get you get hand selected for it. You get, you go in and literally all we know is that you're chosen for it. The amount of information on it aside from that is fucking nothing. Right. That terrifies me. Yeah. It's kind of crazy what the US military is like the fingers that they got everywhere. Like the the amount of like black op shit that we're doing on a probably daily basis is oh, daily insanity. for sure. Sanity, insanity. I mean, it's a it's a giant money pit. I mean, the for me being from somebody who's been in the military and somebody who's been in the Marine Corps specifically, the amount of budget bloat is probably the number one thing that I hate about the military because the amount of like private contractor money, contract yeah. money, the like the the industrial complex is mind-boggling it's it's legit mind-boggling like the amount of money spent like to buy a screw for like a humvee I, it's like a 25 dollars screw it's the same screw you could get from home depot but the problem is somebody got a contract that contract was accepted by a governing branch and yeah. they're like yeah each screws me 25 dollars and they're like all right that's fine it's just, and they're like, here's a blank check. Fucking go get us a million of them. You know what I'm saying? They're Here, making bank. It's crazy. Here's a good question. If you could increase the funding to one particular branch, okay, what would it be and why? One particular branch. Now, are we talking branch with like like Army, Air Force, Marine Corps branch? Or... Yeah, we'll do, we'll do the big four. Okay. All right. Um... Can I give a reason why I would give them the money? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Marines, don't hate me on this. I would give it to the Army S4. The fuck is the S4? The logistical side. Okay. Well, it's just Army as a whole. Yeah. So, well, okay. specifically the the contracting supply side because the marine corps okay. is a fucking nightmare when it comes like we like we're a bunch of grunts we don't know what we're doing with computers and like logistics and supply lines like everybody in the marine corps is a rifleman so if i gave you money you're gonna go buy more rifles marine corps I've, i know you okay i get that marine but like the amount of like food supplies goods uh personnel but if we could put more money behind the army logistics to take over the logistics of all of the branches and just yeah. make it one solidified, easy to understand budget and say, you're going to get these for this. And because right now everything's a mixed bag, like, all right, in the Marine Corps, for example, you, the Marine Corps has to ask for money from Congress and from the Navy to, to get their budget for the year. And then they have right. to delineate that budget. So the other side of it is, though, if the army ran the entire budget for all of the branches, then 
you know, instead of the Marine Corps having to ask money from the Navy, it'd be like, okay, you guys are going to, you, we're going to do these ops next year. So you guys are going to get this money. And oh, by the way, the Coast Guard doesn't need these items anymore. So we're going to airdrop them over to this base. You pick them up and move them however you right. want. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like way more command. Almost and like the Army should be the governing branch of military as a whole. At least the budget and logistical supply lines because the army does okay. a great job with supply and I think what people don't understand it's always nice to talk about like you know you in the marines like we're the riflemen and all this stuff but literally armies across time the only reason armies are successful is supply lines and the number one downfall of every army is supply lines getting cut every single time never fails. I would say the air force. Why the air force? For a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, I do stand by the viewpoint of air superiority as key. Um, I think no matter what, many, you could have an exponential amount of soldiers. But if you have air superiority over that, I think that that's really the game changer. Um, I do believe in the standpoint of wars aren't won on the ground. They're really won in the air. Um, also because a branch of the Air Force is the Space Force. I was going to say that. Yep. Yep. And it. I do. On top of just air superiority, I think if you can control space and control. Have the most advanced tech out there to give you the most amount of information, I think that is key. And I think nobody brings more valuable information than the Air Force or could bring more valuable information. Potential. Than the Air Force. Yeah. Potential intel. True. Given kind of everything they have their foot in, I think that they're the most technologically advanced branch of the military. And I think if you pour money into that, that at the end of the day, it's going to give you the best outcome as far as being able to reign supreme. You also missed the part that you, that you nail. I think you nailed technologically wise. They have an entire like people think the Space Force is a fucking joke. One branch of the Space Force is the cybersecurity and cyber attack aspects which is like the next wave of like vulnerabilities we're trying to fight against like people don't realize like if if our if china wanted to attack us tomorrow what they would do is they would cut off all of our communication lines so all of our all of our communications go to shit number one number two on top of that you know how long do you think america is going to be around if there's no power because they hacked in and they ruined the power grid and now we're fucked or they set off all of the coolants for all of the um so they turn off all the coolers for all of the nuclear power plants so now you have radioactive environments and no power you know what i'm saying like the yeah. cyber security and cyber attack is keeping that at bay and if that can get more money that should have more money because <laughs> i like power <laughs> this is very true and then quite possibly the world's literal worst transition of all time but in relation to power earlier before the podcast we had mentioned in regards to streaming platforms uh, i know here it comes and whether twitch and or can remain king of the the realm oh had, boy beforehand we had briefly discussed like youtube there's even ones out there like trovo facebook etc etc right and if right. anybody can really kind of take the power away from twitch and i am going to state kind of a a softball of an answer let's say i'm going to say yes and no um 
I think YouTube and Google are willing to spend the money to get the talent away from Twitch, but I don't think they're going to put the money in to build the same kind of platform that Twitch has. Because searching for users on YouTube to watch live is dog fucking shit. terrible. It is awful. And the outlay that you have for watching a YouTube streamer is god awful. I think the single thing that is going to keep Twitch alive is how easy it fucking is to search for a game, to search for a viewer, or to search for a fucking streamer and to go from there. And 100%. unless they are going to revamp how they do shit, I don't think anybody can actually take Twitch down. But I will state, I think if anybody's going to, it's not going to be YouTube. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be. The, I think it's going to be the Chinese-backed um, streaming service called Trovo. Really? T R O V O. Yes, and here's why. Okay. Because it is a carbon copy of Twitch, but they have the backing of Tencent, who's the most valuable gaming company, and they they will pour money in. They already are now. Hmm. You don't even have to be a fucking partnered broadcaster with them. You just got to be one of their top 100, which is at this standpoint, I don't believe is that difficult. And you're getting thousands of dollars a month from the company just to stay streaming on their platform. Oh, so you're getting like a like a Twitch partner deal without having to like be a Twitch yeah. partner or whatnot, right? 100%. Like they're hmm. paying you to stay there. And I think given the backing that they have, and the layout that they have. I don't think it's going to happen soon, but I think if anybody could actually give them a hit for their money, if they legitimately bought one to two large streamers just to bring attention to the platform, mm -hmm. it could fuck Twitch up. I think I, I like... Trovo was a, a big mix. I, I think... I think the king of the hill mentality that twitch has right now is their downfall and we're streaming on twitch right now this is obviously like but it's been it's been like said before on the podcast but also by big streamers it's their well leave us too bad sucks for you like they have yeah. this mentality of like hey i you know like a, a partner streamer come to them like hey my contract's almost up Can, like we re renegotiate like no nah, here's your contract and they're not willing to like you know, they have the worst, apparently they have the stream, you have to stream the most on this platform and you get yep. not as much money. So it's like you're streaming more, not making as much, and that's like their contract. It's like, okay, cool, great. Um, so I think that that mentality is really needs to, if Twitch wants to stay around longer, they need to first and foremost keep innovating. They've stopped innovating because they're the, the top and people at the top don't like to innovate shit because it's working. Why change it? Well, yeah, right? why change? Right. Um, I think instead of Trovo or YouTube or Facebook or any of those, I think it's going to be a small, I think it's going to be another small company that rises to power outside of them. I hope so. I think the number one asset for streamers is the same that's true for casinos. You need people to lose money and spend time at casinos. And you need, Twitch needs new streamers to keep trying to stream content to get, like, most of the people who make, like, I think the average streamer on Twitch makes, like, an average of $30. And this is including, like, if you take all 10 million streamers on Twitch and you put them in an average, the, the average is, like, $30 a month. So, it's a lot, bro. It's a, you checking yeah. DM? What did you send a DM as well? What did you send? 
Mm. <laughs> just as mm. nonchalant. Checking <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. DMs. Um, so what I'm thinking is, if you can make a platform, if any, this is a million dollar idea, all right? Listen up. If you can make a platform that is enticing for newer streamers to have a chance to showcase their skills, if you have a new platform that makes it easy to find other streamers using an algorithm, like an easy, easy to use, find category, find algorithm. If you can make one, that's also gonna be backed onto cryptocurrency so streamers can make cryptocurrency and get paid based off of that so they can have uh, a form of money. I think I think, on top of that makes it easier and faster to transfer data. I think that's the next big thing kind of moving. And lastly, the most important thing if you create a space that still feels like a community, because the one thing Twitch still has though is community. They nail it. Like there's nothing on YouTube. They don't have a community. There's no gaming community over there. It's just gaming videos. Facebook has groups, but groups are garbage. It just is what it is. Yeah. You can't find a group if you wanted to. Like it's they have too many categories. It's a nightmare over there. So if they I think it's if Trovo if they're doing all of that and I don't know about it, then maybe they might be already doing that kind of stuff. But even just being on their website right now. They have like a trending, which is awesome. Like people who are rising up on here, but you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. Like I've never even heard of this. Or I've I've seen it. I've seen Trovo because of uh, stream elements, and I've never actually done a setup for anybody on Trovo yet. <laughs> yeah, I would say it is. It, I mean, as you've seen, it's quite literally a carbon copy of Twitch. Yeah, it looks. But exactly I think they like treat it. their streamers better. That's gonna be key, man. If you can treat your streamers better. That's really going to be key. I think, too, once... Because it's like, uh, like if we're talking like military, right? It's kind of like Twitch right now also has most of the streamers in the community building widgets and applications that work with Twitch API data. So because they're so open with the API data and because there's a lack of, a lack of uh, support from Twitch, they actually created a need for people to start making things for Twitch, which is why they're so popular because the community has come together because Twitch has been so shitty at it. Um, it's kind of counterintuitive, but it's the fucking truth. Um, if Trovo open up their API data and they can get enough people like making things for specifically for Trovo, like a good chatbot or a good yeah. like streaming tools, community made streaming tools and an actual vibrant community making that, they could be a threat 100%. They could be Absolutely. a fucking threat, hundred percent, man. So, I don't know. In ten years, do I think Twitch will be the pinnacle? Hard to say. I, I it depends what Twitch does now and starts planting the seeds now. But they're also backed by the fucking number one company in the world. So you know. Yeah, but Amazon's not willing to spend Amazon money. I know that's a big mistake. That's a big mistake, man. That's they're getting they're getting five times as many views on Twitch than any live stream platform combined. The amount of pure eyeballs on Twitch content is astronomically bigger than anybody else ever, period. So to keep that going for another 10 years, they better keep their shit together. together. (laughs) That's a lot of eyeballs. And if, if, if Bezos doesn't understand that concept, he shouldn't have bought it. (laughs) Hey, Shayna, that's so much, like, that's so much potential, dude. It's so much money. The amount of eyeballs is insane. I'm watching Tro... They're doing Twitch. Riot Games is on Trovo? Why? Yeah. I guess they're probably multi-streaming. They're probably on Twitch right now, too. Um, 
right, man. Let's wrap things up, my guy. Um, where can people find you? When are you streaming again? Are you ever streaming again? Probably oh. not. Why? Um, I like your streams. I just, I just don't. I don't view it as a. I'll play games, sure, and if I stream them, right. Maybe you know when the time comes, but I don't have the energy nor the will to put into streaming. It's fair. Um, if I'm going to play a game, I want my attention to be on the game, not onto a chat while I'm also playing the game. Right. I do my little meme streams where I fucking just have your channel up on my thing. Uh, sure. But right. I don't feel like it is fair to the people that I'm playing with, nor to myself to not give that my full attention as I'm doing it. Right. Um, However, if anybody wanted to follow me on any of these social media platforms uh, on Twitter, uh, I am Adventure Vaughn. On Instagram, I have three. I'm going to ask you to ignore one of them. <laughs> um, the first one's going to be Vaughn.Champion. That's my personal profile. Um, the other one that I have is Adventure Champion. That's the one where I post just random things that I'm not going to put on my regular one. Or Outer.Hours. Which I do plan on picking that podcast back up. I hope you do, man. Once I get my microphone back. Or not my microphone, my mixer um, from my co-host who's mailing it back to me. Once that happens, I'm sure we'll have you on again. You got to have me on. Fucking blast. Um, probably get Zion on there if him and Benji can get over their weird hatred for each other. Gamer hatred. <laughs> it's weird. Get <laughs> <laughs> caught out, Zion. Get your shit together. I don't even know if that's a call to Zion more as a call to Benji. Um, <laughs> I lost all the coins, Dunman. I'm you so lost sorry. Solid Dumans coins. Well, fun fact: don't ever give me coins in this chat. I had 10 million at one point, and I lost every single all of one. them. Twice. Of them. You've done it twice. On more than one occasion. Meanwhile, a 24 hour left promise stream has got like five mil. Torch <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, uh, those would be the places you could find me on the interwebs or as you've seen through the podcast earlier one of my 19 youtube channels that are yeah there. definitely i love the uh which one is this one this is the the von dot the future space dude, classic. the future space classic yeah you want to do that one yeah don't follow that one trust me you'd want to check the cat check the cat video or the the the, the 500 view to 2017 uh Fortnite beta. If you want to see what it used to be, you can check well, that yeah, out. What it was. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like a time capsule now. <laughs> it's absolutely atrocious. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, uh, I definitely let me know when the podcast is up and running, bro. Appreciate that. Like, we'll get you on. I'm down. I'm super down for that. On top of that, guys, if you guys are listening at home, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. We are on route for 300 total listeners, man. Um, it's awesome. Share the podcast when you can. Go follow Vaughn Champion. And we'll see you motherfuckers later. Peace. Toodles. Toodles.